Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hidden away in the $3.5 trillion spending bill, I believe it's page 168, the Democrats have included enforcement abilities for the vaccine mandate with fines between $70,000 per infraction, upwards of $700,000 per infraction. Basically, what they're saying is, if you oppose us, we will nuke your company. Because look, a company might have 100 employees. But let's say, you know, let's say they're bringing in with a hundred employees, seven, eight mil per year, and their and their profits are only fifteen percent of that, or or, or something like around there. They're basically saying, if you don't do as you're told, we are going to absolutely destroy your life. The suffering is the point. Now we're hearing that border patrol agents are are being given the the choice: either you get vaccinated or you lose your job. You know why that's really funny? Because they don't have the same standard for the illegal immigrants. The border patrol agents are trying to stop. So everything is just backwards, broken, upside down. But but despite all that, there are a lot of people that are really optimistic on the right and those who are in opposition to the establishment, more populist individuals, because the abysmal ratings, approval rating for, for Joe Biden signals in 2022, Republicans are going to sweep in. The only problem with that is like who expects Republicans to do anything? So uh, no. we'll talk about that. But we're hanging out with the Illinois boys. That's right. We got hey. Jack Murphy. I actually decided to come back. And and, and, and my <laughs> friends, my friends, I just want to just, just so everybody knows. Against my wishes. We are giving Jack a 40-year scotch to make sure we have a great show. I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I will have none of this amazing, delicious, world-famous, incredible, best scotch I ever had. I'll have no more of Is it. Is it the best? He didn't have a sip of it before the show. Yeah. It, no, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But I made it back. You know, Tim, I got a lot of messages. They said to me... Uh, it has been a good run on Tim Cast there, Jack. <laughs> That's what people said after the last show. But did people really think I was like Jack's never allowed because he was arguing with me? That's no, what he said I to me. Tim was in my DMs. He's like, I, "Dude, you guys were both talking so much crap about each other in my <laughs> right, DMs. Right, it was back and pretty forth. brutal. Yeah, paste yeah. them together. Yeah. Paste them and, together. Then, and then I'll I was like, later. I was like, Seamus, tell Jack he can come back on the show <laughs> only if he promises to drink more scotch. Right, exactly. And here and it is yeah. a bottle of scotch. Seamus is like, I'm not the middleman. Just talk to him. I was on the line with both of you, like a little rotary phone laying on my bed with my feet up right, and then like, I would like switch back and forth right. between calls. Hold on. You're not going to believe what Tim just said, Jack. <laughs> Let me click over real quick. <laughs> click over. Oh man, we're old. Right. I'm, I'm so glad I was able to patch this up between you guys. We had like a little mediation before the show. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. We all held hands and had a No, and, and, in, all, in all actuality, the last time Jack was here, we had this debate over, you know, family and, and mandate and government and politics and uh, I think the response was, was brilliant. Uh, it was just a lot of people either agreeing with one or the other. I got a bunch of messages saying, Tim, you're so out of touch, or Tim, I agree with you. And I saw similar things about Jack, but it was a really great conversation, went viral. Yep. And so that's that's good. That's, that, that's, that's you know, <clears throat> we don't see that between the, the, the cult, right? The establishment yeah. narrative, it's, 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 it's in stone. It's static. It can't be moved. But here we have these conversations, even when we get heated. And then we have more. We come back. We do it again. Yeah, it was a conversation that people needed to hear. People want to hear it. Uh, I got literally hundreds of emails, thousands of tweets at me. And, uh, you know, I got to say that everyone that said something in public was kind of snippy. But everybody that sent me something in private was very heartfelt. And so yeah. it's just clearly a debate that's ongoing. And a lot of people are dealing with it. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Like how I was like, whoa, 
were amazing. It was epic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let me introduce myself in case anybody <laughs> forgot who I was. Yeah. I'm Jack Murphy, Jack and we're Murphy. doing this really cool thing called Jack Brunch. We're traveling around the country. We're having brunches on Sunday afternoon, right after church. Good. We scheduled at one o'clock. So, Seamus, you come after church, yeah. come after mass. And uh, we had one in Chicago, and we just had one in Jersey City. We didn't do it in New York City. Why? Vax mandates. Mm. So we did it in Jersey City. We had an amazing turnout. We're doing one in Tampa on the 10th and one in Nashville on the 24th. Austin after that. Check it out. Jackedbrunch.com. Hope to see you guys there. Also, mark it down. February 27th. That's right. Washington, D.C. I'm committed. The final stop on the tour is going to be lit. Jackbrunch.com. Right on. We also got James Coughlin. That's right. That's my real. He just dead named me. <laughs> I, that. I was like, I'm going to go with an edgy weird performer name and we changed it to Seamus. But Jimmy McNamara. Good old Jimmy Mac. That's what like half my cousins are named. That's uh, what almost everyone in Chicago is called. Yeah. We were talking about this before the show. Am I going to spoil the um, the cast castle if I let people know what the conversation was? Oh, that was we'll the green room. We'll let them watch it. Oh, that, that was the green room. room. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm Seamus Coughlin of Freedom Tunes. Happy to be here with my Illinois boys. This was uh, put together on late notice. Somebody tweeted me saying, at Seamus, at Jack, look, I saw this sign while I was traveling that said Illinois on it. It reminded me of the Illinois boys. I was like, we're getting back together. Here we are. The band is back together. The band's back together. That's right. I've been giddy about it for about 24 hours. Had to restrain myself from tweeting it out until about 10 minutes ago. We wanted it to be a little bit of a I noticed that you actually dressed. Yeah, this time I did. And you're actually wearing pants. Yeah, but don't think too deeply into it. My pajamas are dirty. Yeah, Yeah, this is my, this is my last case scenario. I wear jeans of, if everything I went to, uh, you know, I went to Ian's room to tell him that Seamus was coming back with, with Jack, and, you know, he was, you know, sitting in his yoga pose, levitating in the middle of his room, light emitting from his eyes, and I was like, it was a loud boom, and I'm like, Ian! Like, through the void, I could hear him. And yeah. then I was like, Seamus is back, and then he lands, and the light fades, and he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so I, I got to jump in the shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the only personal shower for it's lovely. Right, well, yeah. How about how about I didn't uh, shower today. How oh, about uh, we'll get into the news. But don't forget go to timcast.com become a member. We'll have a member segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. Plus man, we've got so much going on yeah. because of your support. We've got two nonprofits because we're not in this for the bucks. We're in this for the mission. So we've got one one is going to be about fact checking and doing journalism, fact checking the fact checkers. One is building network technology that is open source and free that can allow people to make a living and connect with the social network decentralized. Uh, so with your support of TimCast.com, this is what we're funding. You know, we're, we're, we're absolutely trying to build things outside of the for-profit model, even though we should be, we should be capitalists. I think we're doing well, but we want to give back. We want to make something that's long lasting. So again, TimCast.com, but don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. All right. Now that we're done with all of that, let's read news. <laughs> the audience can yeah. practically repeat that back verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. Tim, oh, yeah. It's funny. You were mentioning uh, fact checkers, and earlier you were also mentioning that migrants were not being tested or being allowed into the country without being tested for COVID, and we're, we have different no, standards. I, I didn't say that. Oh, no? No, I said they don't have a vaccine mandate. A vaccine mandate. That's right. right. That's right. You're correct. Some of them are being well, I tested. Got that, no, so I got that tangled because I was reading a Snopes article which rated the claim false that illegal immigrants are being let into the country without COVID testing. It says mostly false. And then when you read the section that says what's true at the bottom, it says there are also many reports of lack of testing in ICE detention centers. So like they literally are letting people in. I mean, they find a way to spin it. The, The way they spin it is, well, they're not behind the surge in cases across the country, which isn't the claim that they say they're debunking. We had, we had Jorge and Sonic on the other day who were literally down at the border who literally stand in front of these people and say, were you tested? And they go, no. 
Hmm. Like, why yeah. would they be? But yeah. it's, 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 you know, that, that specific issue, and we'll get to this story in a second, is Border Patrol agents have a VAX mandate, and these the people who are just entering the country illegally, like... Yeah, well, and also, like... <laughs> All right, this the, country's doing fine, I guess. Like, the idea that you could just adequately <clears throat> test 220,000 people per month pouring over the border, that's incredibly difficult. Like, no one's going to slip through the crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, we're, we're, it, this country is busted. Well, let's 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 read about this uh, uh, over at Forbes. We got the story: Biden's vax mandate to be enforced by fining companies seventy thousand dollars to seven hundred thousand dollars. Yo, yo! Biden declared this by edict: fourteen thousand dollar fine per infraction. Now it's seventy, and if it's a willful, repeated infraction, seven hundred thousand dollars. Insane. What, is this is this got passed in that twenty five hundred dollars? Is this proposed five hundred page passed? bill? It's in the three point five trillion dollars spending. Okay, bill. that's. I feel like they are deceiving us to pass laws now. That they are now. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. As of this moment, now yeah, well, they've sure? been doing it, but now Ian, I feel like on. it. That's a little crazy. That was that was um, no conspiracy theories here, guys. They're no, sneaking it in. I, Ian. Snope says that's false, Ian. Yeah, you know. So, but but this is this is the this is the the you know when I see Ian say something like this, I see this cherub little face and these bright eyes being like the government wouldn't lie to us to pass. Laws. Yeah, I'm the normie getting and, the and, light bulbs going on. Right. So that's my point. Right. I, I mean it with respect. Like we've been watching them do this crazy stuff forever. They the five thousand page omnibus bill where it's just like nobody knows what's in this. I think yeah. it should be a federal offense to vote on something you don't read as a representative. Ooh, I agree. Yep, you want to pass, but a then law they couldn't make their like bills it. thousands of pages long. Yeah. Oh, they no. could, but yeah. they just couldn't vote on it. Okay, so this is an actual piece of legislation that's before the Congress at this moment in time. Oh, they voted. They've, um, oh, I, actually, I don't know if they voted on it yet. They voted to rate to spend the debt the debt limit. Right. So this is one of those things shot. they're going to go rec- through reconciliation or whatever. I don't know what yeah, the, all the, the parliamentary going, processes are, but at least at least this is going before Congress. Right. So at least this is something that our representatives are uh, allegedly voting on, that they have some knowledge of. They're voting on this. And we can count on them. Right. No, I'm not saying this is a good thing, no, but I'm saying it's just slightly different than the CDC mandates, right? Like or, or, or the OSHA. Yeah. The yeah, OSHA yeah. mandates. Like this is actually going to be a law, which makes it 10 times worse because it actually legitimizes it because our representatives are going to vote on it and then it will actually become well, a legitimate law. Look, within reason, I'm okay with the legislature being like, we have decided we'll pass this law, but that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is the Democrats are like, you know, no, normally this wouldn't pass because you'd have opposition from Republicans, but it's a spending bill. So uh, we are going to just slide whatever into this 2,465 so page bill that no one's going to read. And then journalists started reading it. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, you want to find people $700,000 for not test mandating vaccines at the workplace? And this is for a hundred employees or more. This yep. is for every company, for anybody that hires anybody. A lot of people are about okay. to have 99 employees. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, just think about it. You have an HR department. Not nah, there. You, you spin them off into a subsidiary HR company. Well, yeah. like you were saying, Jack, a lot of people are going to hire like, Indian citizens, uh, oh, people yeah. from wherever in the world that's not the United States because it doesn't yeah. fall under the same sort of mandates. Right. I mean, if you wanted to ask me, I would then uh, open up a business overseas. I would live here in the United States. I'd domicile it overseas. I'd have all the intellectual property over there, and I'd have that company hire people from wherever remotely. And what do you know? I'm not even an American company anymore. Well, Jack, I think that's un-American of you. Well, it certainly I is. I think you should this stay is... here and let the government do whatever they want to. <laughs> just this bend over, dude. Yeah, exactly. Take that sword right off yeah, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is Link's master sword, okay? Yeah. It is for defeating Ganon. Oh, yeah. okay. What are you going to do if Ganon comes up here? Yeah, You're not going to be making jokes about the sword I'm then. I'm going to throw Ian down right in front of him. Yo, yo, yo. I'm a pariah.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I tweeted something out. I got, I got, <laughs> this is interesting. I tweeted, I tweeted out a question and I got a ton of retweets. I said, it was mask mandates, then vax mandates. What comes after the vaccine mandates? Mm. Booster mandates. So I saw That's some snarky response to yeah. you. It was uh, the end of the the end of the uh, the pandemic. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I said they're sure. going to let us go. They're going to. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You have fifteen days to slow the spread, and, and then what? The so when I was at the airport and I was taking my shoes off to go through security, <laughs> and I thought to myself, <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on. Just one more so person takes was, their shoes off. I was taking off my shoes and my belt and my jacket to go through airport security when the guy noticed I had a small shampoo bottle and a bottle of water. Well, so I went to go throw it away, and then he found nail clippers, and then I was being detained, and yeah. they asked me questions, and and did you? You yeah. know, I was trying to think. Like it's always been this way right it's always yeah, been this way always. well you, you used to no you never could just get on a plane before yeah no you always had to do that that's what uh you know i guess in 20 years they'll be saying isn't the same it, thing isn't it crazy and they, they, you know they, they've thwarted so many potential terror attacks the tsa totally all the time about as many droplets have that have been prevented <laughs> from spewing <laughs> all yeah, the, exactly. all, but the droplets but, but hold, hold on there is something after vax mandates <laughs> what is it's that it's the it's the passport uh, so once so here, here's what's gonna happen yes, here's, here's right. my prediction well, YouTube just announced, you know, and, and we'll get into those. We'll maybe talk about a bit more uh, censorship in a minute. But they announced they're, they're banning all this, anything that's anti-vaccine or whatever. Because they go through, they, they take routes, the, the establishment, whether intentional or not, this is the way authoritarianism flows. Routes that are reasonably hard to disagree with. So like vaccines, well, most people are like, they're good. So they use that as a path towards, you know, they, the, these the special interests, politicians, corrupt individuals over time, just a natural pressure will start to impose restrictions, but you don't want the average person is like, well, I'm not against vaccines, right? So they accept we all get vaccinated. Like Bill Maher said, he's the perfect example. I took one for the team. That's what he said. And I'm like, well, that's I, you should go to a doctor. I mean, you shouldn't just because your friends told you to. But see, here's what's going to happen. Do you guys remember when um, famous libertarian Robbie Suave tweeted <laughs> that <laughs> if there was a if there was a choice between masks and uh, a business with a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate, I would choose the vaccine mandate because I'm already vaccinated. And a lot of uh, IEW types people were like quoted this and said, this is exactly what we are saying. It's not unreasonable to get vaccinated. Most people are like, okay, I'll do it. So you get someone like Bill Maher saying, sure, why not? Then once everybody has it, 98%, like Biden says, they're going to say, we just get the app. The app's easier. You lost your card. You get the app. It's no big deal. You just get the app. It's easy. And then you're like, well, I mean, I'm already vaccinated, so it's going to be easy. I just, okay, I'll find I'll just download the app. And then I got the app. And and then the mandates don't go away. The ideas of the businesses don't go away. And then you have the health app. 
And then all they have to do is roll out updates. They have the mm. real estate. They have the precedent. And they can roll out any update they want whenever they want. And one day you'll open the app and it'll be like, did you get your new, you know, MDC5, you know, checkup and vaccine? And you're like, I don't know what that is. And then an alert will pop up saying, go to the doctor now to be in compliance. You have one week. And people will be like, okay. Mm. That's, that's, that's the precedent. Yeah. Did you guys see that propaganda on Twitter where it's like. On Twitter? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Believe it or not, there's nothing sacred anymore. What? Like, I just was noticing that every time I went to search, all it was was the same image of Biden's plan as recommended by. Thank you. Yes. It was there yes. for like for like days. Yeah, there's me a, too. There was a law professor who said, "Did anybody notice this weird like thing on everyone's homepage that says legal experts say Biden's plan is lawful according to precedent? <laughs> yeah. Which and is he, what and, you but, have but, to tell people all the time when you're doing something legal. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Look, I, everything I'm doing is perfectly legal. If you have to say that repeatedly, it's probably a good but, sign. But, yeah. This law professor was like, <laughs> "This is disinformation. Like, it's not true." And what? Twitter. And it was really funny because it was like, you know, kind of how Ian was like, they're passing laws by lying to us. This guy was like, hey, am I am I just now realizing what's going on? Has, has this been happening before? Uh-oh. And I'm like, dude, that's sweet. Twitter once put up on their what's recommended page for like a week, a story about me stealing a cat, which was completely made up. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know about that. Yeah. They said you stole a cat and that was Twitter's story for a week. Twitter had on the what's happening, like Tim Pool accused of stealing cat. I'm like, it's fake. It's not real. These things aren't true. But people just want to that. For, I have no idea why Twitter ran that. It was amazing. Like it just, you know, look, it's way Twitter. funnier when it's someone, you know, too. <laughs> just like that. But, but look, 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 it's 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 funny. And, and, and how absurd it is. But think about a law professor. I mean, maybe this is good news. He's like all of a sudden going like, wait a minute. They're lying to me. It's like, oh, you just figured that out. Mm-hmm. We need more people to figure that out. Emergent yeah. awareness. That's I think that's what I've been say. saying. Like that we're funneling towards an inevitability and that that inevitability is the awakening of our who, consciousness. Who says that? His name is something Wood. He said he was like a CIA ancient. I think he might be like a. A BS artist. I'm not 100 sure. Oh, BS artist. But I like what he's yeah. saying. Twitter so. experts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's his name? Something Wood. Is he the one that said Tim stole a cat? He was like a guy that the CIA would have. Well, he, according to him, the CIA had him like doing secret operations in the 90s and stuff. And he said part of it was that this uh, Operation Looking Glass, I think, is what it's called, mm-hmm. Project Looking Glass and, and Yellow Book, and they would try and like remote view the possible futures. And that oh, that's all Stargate. of a sudden. That's in Stargate too. So. Oh, it's a Stargate program as yeah, well. Star- yeah, Stargate was the government. No, he's saying spot. you watched Stargate and thought it was real. Both. No, no, no. no. What Star- foundation? Actually. Stargate was actually they were trying to do psychic experiments in the army and stuff. Yeah, like and that. apparently the man who stare at ghosts. As around 2012, mm-hmm. things started to converge, and they can't really see any other possible future than this one that we're headed towards, which is singularity, awakening of consciousness, or but they're preparing like for the other reality of like, are we gonna have to live underground? Because of some holocaust on the on the surface, like some horrible solar flare, yeah, or or yeah, whatever firestorm or whatever. I don't comet, I don't know about know? all that. I mean, yeah. that's that's you see, we were talking about like the establishment politicians lying to us, and then Ian just like yeah, sent the awakening, <laughs> like you're saying about the hundred. It's because of the times um, beyond this emergent awakening is like inevitable. Like Trump woke people up in a way that like was uncomfortable. Right, but he's bringing it back. So it's twenty minute point. Twenty minutes ago, Ian was like, "Wait a minute, maybe politicians lie to us." And I was like, "The CIA has this thing where they're putting people. This is how the rabbit hole starts. Yeah, one step, we're taking one step. He down did the it. Path. Really, really he advanced really, fast. really quickly. Here's what, here's what you guys need to understand: is right when we're sitting here talking and we're going through a conversation. Ian calculates very quickly How everything we're saying. And so to someone who, who doesn't understand, I mean this sincerely, to someone who doesn't, it, like, n- you can't know what Ian's thinking, when he th- all of a sudden says the CIA program, 
there was a thought process where he was like the lies, the manipulation. Mm-hmm. People have have come out speaking out against it, and then Ian jumps into emerging. Yeah. You know, it's I must like have a, fallen down a wormhole here because Ian said something crazy, and then Tim not only defends it but explains it yeah. and rationalizes I know. it. Instead, of just start screaming. <laughs> instead of going, Ian, no, no, no Ian, no, that's it must, be, it must be your moderating influence. That's here. what I do here. Famous right. Seamus, Jimmy together. Mac. I help misinformation I, spread. You know what I think it really is? I think it's that you know Seamus and Jack have been in, uh, imbibing some fine forty-year scotch, and they're just that's they don't true, realize honestly. they're just. They're inebriated, so they can't realize this is normal. I, I also have fine. I don't feel any tension. Basically, Tim is date. Can I say the R word? Stop. No. Is no, it on I the list? So. Can yeah. I, say I, it? I, I, no, don't you dare. <laughs> is there I a roofie have, in here? I am, I am a good host <laughs> who have, who has pro, have provided a 40 year single malt scotch this is whiskey. Delicious. Delicious. My friend. This is one of the best whiskeys yeah, I ever on it. Had. And I gotta just make one comment too. Uh, I noted in your, um, you know, liquor cabinet two weeks ago that you had this incredible gin, the botanist, 22 year old gin. It's like, you know, I really love a good aviation, which is like an old timey drink with uh, creme de violette <laughs> in there. And I come back two weeks later, and not only is there creme de violette, but there's an actual bartender behind the bar saying, "Sir, would you would you like an aviation?" Right. He's actually the executive editor of TimCast.com. I don't need bar. to know that. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to know that. I just need to know that I had a very tasty it's aviation, which is a really fa- fine drink. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is, you know you know why this is a good conversation because right. we're not wallowing in in pity and self defeat because we're watching. This well, let's get back to that. No, that's two oh, okay. that's two right. drinks from now. It's two drinks from now. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys feel, how do you feel optimistic, pessimistic? And, and let me just preface this with, uh, we had Dr. Robert Murphy on, economist, smart guy. And man, that conversation was brutal. He was like, Oh wait, Robert th- Murphy? Bob yeah. Murphy? Nice. Robert, awesome. My other cousin. Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> right? Check it out. He said, the reserve requirements for banks to give out loans has been res- removed because of COVID. And then I was just like, wait, there's no reserve requirement? No! <laughs> <laughs> they did it like on a Friday night at whoa, 10 p.m. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. So there's not even a fractional reserve system no, anymore? It's a no just, reserve system they now? They just print like, money now. Oh, it's literally just fraud. It's literally right. just fraud. That's what that's so, called fraud. You're just loaning out a bunch of money you don't have. That <laughs> that explains why the reverse repo rate is like $1.2 trillion daily now. What does that mean? Uh, it's where like the banks and the Fed like swap securities and swap money in order to back up the fact that they've loaned out all their money and don't have anything on the books. Which is oh, actually good for the economy in the long goodness. term, I hear. Yeah. Oh, was that right? It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. The economy being gold, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, land. Yes. yes. No, that's true. I mean, I'm not going to give financial I was about to give myself financial advice, but there's a little sheet here that tells oh, me not to give financial that's advice. That's true. I, but I would but, never but, dream but, of no, it. No, no, no. But you almost work for Goldman Sachs, you, so I'm saying That's true. I no, 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 no. You can give financial advice. Oh. It's just you're legally like <laughs> You're bound. No, no that, that, that's uh, uh, financial advice, I mean. You can give financial advice, legal advice, or medical advice, but then you're liable for like and you know someone will be like Seamus told me to take the fork. And, and would it be the stream that it was set on would also become liable? So like there's chains of liability if you start doing no, it. No, no. Basically, we, you're going to go we, back to your. What we pants. try to tell people is like when we're talking about Bitcoin and stuff, <laughs> make sure you're like I'm not advising you on anything. Yeah, it, that's on you. No, no. Yeah, I well, I didn't say anything then. Before the show, we were talking about doing a bit. I was like, what if we just like make up a bunch of random ingredients to say in the vaccine just off the top of our heads? That would be great for Tim's channel. Just like Flintstones YouTube, gummies, dude. No You're one laughed. Yeah, YouTube, yeah. no one <laughs> laughed. So I guess it wasn't that good of a bit. 
<laughs> you know, I was like, uh, I felt the on, tension on, in the room. I was like, what? <laughs> Tim was like, no. Tim was like, guys, I will shoot you. These guys are all drunk. <laughs> what? They're I'm sober. Who you know, I got to say, yeah. I'm very, I'm very optimistic. You, I'm way more optimistic today than I was yesterday. Murphy. I realized last night that I thought I'd been building out the Fediverse because we've been working on this decentralized social media app, basically, that's going to connect people. What we're really building is the Metaverse, which is ultimately artificial intelligence, augmented reality, finance, and social media conglomerating and do it like an Internet 3.0. But we're starting with... We're building the first leg of it, which is the Fediverse-ish social media aspect Decentralized, self-sustaining social media tools for people who want to run their own, you know, have their own internet presence in any capacity. It's going to be epic. And other people are building the other legs as we're doing it. And I'm finding today that people are contacting me and then we're, we're merging... You know, software. This, this is why crypto is so important right now. Just, mm. I want everyone to remember exactly Jack's reaction when he was like, "There's no reserve requirement for banks." I on had it. not heard that. The price of Bitcoin I, went I'm, up when he said that. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's the crazy thing too. Like we talked about this with with Bob Murphy, the uh, M1 money supply. You can watch it just go forward and they just, like skyrockets. Yeah. And everyone always goes, Tim, you're wrong. They just changed the definition of how they define money supply. And then you look after they change the definition and it's skyrocketing in, in like a, a 90 or like an 80 degree angle. And I'm like, yo, this is why all the ultra wealthy people are buying properties sight unseen in places like West Virginia and Idaho. You know, what let, just, me, let me just say real quick, just one point. If you've been tracking the real estate market, I don't know if you've seen this, Jack. I'm calling agents because we're like, we want to expand. We need more space. And the stories I'm hearing, agent says, I got a call the other day. They said, I'll take it. And I was like, do you want to set up a meeting? Do you need finance? And they're like, no, I said, I'll take it. And they're like, do you want to see it? No, I said, I'll take it. Where do I wire the money? Like that. Because people who live in these big cities who have cash know Mm -hmm. the cash is worthless. And they're like, I need to get this in something that's a guarantee. Land. Mm -hmm. Land's a guarantee. For the most part. I bought a bunch but of Pardon me, I got to go. Yeah, no, but I, <laughs> then the question is, so I think we would all agree that inflation is occurring and is going to get worse. But the question is, will the real estate bubble outpace inflation? Uh, people got to live somewhere. Yeah. So I think, yes, What I, I think it will. I, I think there could be a crash, but if you, I, I'm, if not, you, I'm not a financial hmm. expert. Look, if you, if you just value the land in terms of dollars, mm-hmm. you get, you have a fixed amount of land. Yeah. And you get more dollars. Well, it's just going to go up in dollar value. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the, but but the, if it's a bubble though, and that bubble pops, and then the so property's worth significantly less, right? So, no, bro, so like the, the bubble in two thousand eight was was because uh, there was lax underwriting standards. You, you could get loans mm-hmm. if you had no income. You had no yes, assets. Yeah. You could lie about everything. Ninja loans, etc. So that was a bubble created through a lack of uh, underwriting and regulatory mm-hmm. oversight and stuff. This is just straight price inflation because there's just more money chasing a fixed amount of product. Mm. And so you are giving me financial advice. I am just clearly talking about economics. <laughs> That's it. In finance. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Almost the same thing. You know, I'm looking at crypto. I'm looking at crypto prices. I'm looking at the manipulation of the crypto market. I'm just thinking my attitude is, man, do I, I do not want to have U.S. dollars. Yeah, last I night I, I went it. on a rock and stone frenzy and bought a bunch of opals. And I was like, wow, have you looked at an opal? It's silica, silicon <laughs> dioxide and water. Because they always Shame say, as hell. if you're going to invest, you talking about? if you're going to invest your money, invest it in gold, silver, jewels, like gems. Gems are legit. Cause I don't know something about looking into you. a gem, like a really unique gem. 
Man, that Maybe. is what this transformation. Please don't let that be your financial. And land. But I was like, land or gems? Well, let's do both. No, yeah, well, I'm yeah. giving you a hard time because you caught me very off guard there. I've never heard someone say that they're like investing in gems. May, I was may, like, oh, I'm investing in gems. I didn't realize it until after I was doing it. I will say maybe to that. Yeah. yeah. Assuming the system exists and inflation Sorry. happens, then the value of these items will go up along with the value of most yeah. items. Buy for 80 bucks, sell but, for 5,000. You know There's dude? nothing like it on earth. And you know what? <laughs> I don't think people are rushing for that the way they are for gold or silver. Exactly. Yeah. Or land. So maybe. I laughed at Ian, but, but now I got a lot of cheap opals I, I last want, night. I want everyone to just remember, it's going to be in like five years. You're going to be on the side of the road going like, I need opals, and Ian's going to walk up with a, <laughs> shiny, opal. a shiny suit encrusted in opal, opals. spinning his opal cane, and Dude, he's going to be like, I got your opals some right opals here, 50 bucks. contain up to 30% water. And, you, and let's drink that. Let's pay for that. Yeah. You can yeah. see it like refracts through the, the silicon dioxide. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Meanwhile, without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Meanwhile, wealthy elites are buying up land like crazy. Yeah. Because. If, you know, we had Max Kaiser on the show. He said, he said inflation was what, 14%. What they're telling us is 5%. Yeah. 14%. So it's just like, you gotta invest it in something. You gotta put it somewhere. But if that's the case. Buy a brand new car. (laughs) Seamus, man, you were just, (laughs) it's almost, I gotta say like, Ian's Opal thing kind of <laughs> makes sense, but the oh, buy yeah. a car thing, geez. brand new. All right, only gonna go up in value. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what would you guys think a regular, a regular person should do? I mean, how much, how much does the average person have in savings? A few hundred bucks. Well, well that's a good question. Our economy has actually been designed over the past fifty years to disincentivize saving, so most people Correct. don't, and they'll come out here with these, you know. The left will tote these studies, and the right doesn't discuss it as often. But the left will tote these studies, saying, "Oh, the average person doesn't have enough saved up to get them through an emergency if one occurs." And that's true. But what they don't point out is that is not the result of inadequate social welfare spending. The reason for that is because we are constantly inflating our currency, and people know that their money isn't going to be worth as much in the future as it is today. So you actually alter their time preference and make them more likely to spend in the moment. The idea behind this is that stimulates the economy. But, of course, what you're doing is taking from the future because people aren't saving as much. Yeah. They're not, And that they're also not learning to defer their appetites, which is a really important part of having a civil society. Hmm. And I thought you were just the cartoon guy. Yeah, I know. He just, <laughs> Murphy thought I was an idiot. He's like, he's like, he still does, but he thought I said that nice. Come so. on, Bobby Murphy. So Jimmy you're Ray. preaching temperance. Yeah, it's a big part of it. It is a virtue. Yeah. We talked about virtues. Is that the, we're not say, cause here, I, I'm just going to say this. I know that personally, I don't really have expensive tastes besides the stuff Tim pays for, you know? <laughs> um, so I save a lot of my money. No, I mean, I'm serious. I don't really have expensive tastes. I save a lot of my money. And now I'm looking, I'm saying like, for the past, Five years, I've I've lived beneath my means and basically saved everything, and that hasn't done as much good for me 
as I thought it could have. I should have been spending that stuff on assets that would increase Mm -hmm. in value over time. Well, you don't spend on assets. Yeah, you're right. You invest. You invest. But the thing is, even if I was just buying stupid short-term pleasures, in some ways, if inflation gets bad enough, that almost would have been better. Right, because now you won't be able to afford it with that amount of money. What if you bought a house at you know 3.5% or something or or, or 5% and inflation's at 14 no, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you'd, I, been, you'd have been better so off. So here's the mm-hmm. thing I don't understand, right? Like I understand how they manipulate the CPI. I understand how they back out goods and services that are going up because they want to get to core CPI. I understand how they don't account for productivity gains. I understand how they game that system. But the one system that doesn't get gamed is the deepest and most liquid market in the world, which is the bond market, right? And the bond market right now says that you can borrow money at 30 years I think it's what, like 5% or less. And so that person who is willing to borrow or loan you that money, all this millions and billions of dollars is willing to loan you that money for 30 years. I don't know what the the fixed rate is right now, but I think it's like 5% or less at 5%. So the most sophisticated people in the world with the most amount of money, with the most at risk, with the most on the line, really, hedge fund managers, pension fund managers, all these people, they're willing to invest that money for 30 years at less than 5%, which means that they don't think that inflation is real. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or maybe it's a machine. Maybe <clears throat> there's, 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 there's a sort of mechanization to how these systems go, and most people just go along with it. You've seen the movie The Big Short? Well, yeah, I have, but just one more thought on that. Like, the financial markets are meant to be efficient, which mm-hmm. is not always true. They're meant to have processed all available information, which is not always true mm-hmm. as well. And these are the most sophisticated players most making the most sophisticated decisions. Yeah. And, and, the, and the way that the 30-year interest rate is composed, right, it has a risk premium, and it has inflation expectations in there. So uh, you've seen The Big Short. I sure have. I live The Big Short. Amazing like, I live movie. That. I was in real story. estate then. I was in fixed income. People, I people, know that. People knew this was, was bunk. It was broken. It didn't make sense. But they didn't care. The machine was, was chugging along. Well, I think they thought they could probably – Yeah, and I, I think people assume I can still pull money out of a broken system in the short term, so I'll throw something into it, and I'll just get out before it crashes. They think they're going to be able to do that. Right, but when you're loaning money away for 30 years, you're locking yourself oh, in for 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy – these are people that have billions and billions and billions mm. of dollars. And they're yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to give it to yeah. you for 30 years, and you only have to pay me five percent. Five percent total on the on the capital on the yes. On the, wow. So there's no built-in inflation expectation in long-term interest rates. Well, hold on, I which mean, is peculiar. If you hold a hundred dollars, and inflation happens, and you lose buying power, you lose. If you lend out a hundred bucks and then thirty years later, well, right? Well, they only pay you five yeah, percent, so. but if inflation's ten percent, you're losing. But either way, but you it's lose. still better. But, but it's, it's still, still better. better than just holding on to the money, yeah. right? But there are uh, these people are very smart. They're there not, are there are inflation assets that respond well to inflation, like. Real and estate. they probably do have investments in they, that. They probably I do both. That. I think it's a way to hedge your bets. It's like a little bit of a safer way, even even though you don't get as much of a return. I think what we're saying here is that the bond market is inefficient. That's mm-hmm. the only Dude, conclusion we can be coming to. I don't think you know. I, th- I think people need to understand what money means to to billionaires and to these mm. these I mean, even high millionaires. It means never having to say you're sorry. They don't think about a hundred thousand oh. dollars. They don't think about a couple hundred thousand dollars. No, you, you you think they do. They don't. It's acceleration. It's Bro, a form of acceleration. I've I've, I've I've been to uh, um, Lausanne. Is that the name of the city? Right in Switzerland. I have, oh, Lausanne. Yeah. Lausanne. Yeah. I have been in the penthouse suite of a billionaire, and it was just like they have this fifty million dollar Swiss Swiss property that they just don't care about sure but and they, it was like it's an asset it's stuff. gaining in value right they're fine mm-hmm. with that yeah, yeah so so when they're looking at bonds are probably like gotta invest in something mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. better than holding cash. It's, it, it's entirely it's possible, but it is the most liquid, the most, the deepest, and meant to be the most efficient market on the planet. So it's meant to reflect the sum total wisdom of all the financial players in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it turns but look out they're not that wise. Look how 2008 turned <laughs> out. Yeah, they're not that wise. Uh, That's probably it. I'm not disputing. Again, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble with this. I was asking you questions well, about Millie. we're Mil- not disagreeing I with was you asking all. you questions about Millie last week, you know, yeah. or last time. And people were like, you should have heard the way Jack was shilling for Millie. He's a traitor. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was just asking some questions. About by chain the way, of command, nuclear by, chain of command. And by the way, the very next day I had on Cash Patel, the chief of staff of the Department of Defense, and asked him those questions in particular just to get the whole thing out there but uh no it's it's just fascinating to me to see that maybe the financial system is broken so like that's if they could, what, that's what I'm if you could take yeah. a loan a bond loan of a million dollars and then invest that at five percent invest that into something and then double your money well no that's the guy that's the smart guy you're on the other side you're bar- you're saying i want to borrow at five percent heck so yeah i'll borrow they're at 5%. just loaning out at five percent because they have access to infinite no, they don't. These are these are private individuals. These are institutions. The these are pension funds that are investing their money in, say, you know, the United States government, right? All these people are loaning the United States government money at less than 5% for 30 years, knowing that they're going to take a bath. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's an illusion. I don't know. All of it is just kind well, of screwy. Look, All I know is I'm, look, I'm, 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 just I'm getting more real estate. I have real estate. Smart, I'm getting more real yeah. estate. Yeah, oh, wait, no, I didn't just say that's smart because that might be construed as financial advice and I would never give it that. Just no, look, look, we're, we're, we're expanding, we're buying land and maybe it's a bubble. I really don't care. Um, the last thing I want to do watching the, so, so the M1 money supply spiked because they said savings are unrestricted now. Savings accounts used to have limits. You could only transfer a certain, a certain amount of times. That's right. We talked they about that. They got this. rid of that. Yeah. And so I was, I was at a bank recently and they were like, do you want to open a savings or a checking? I was like, does it matter? And they were like, well, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, you know what? I just noticed that. I transferred money out of my savings account, and usually it says you can only transfer five times a month or whatever, and it didn't say that. Dude, you're you know, right. They removed they removed the, the, the gates that were restricting the flow, and now it's just yeah, sploosh. unleashed, and rich people are snatching up assets like crazy, and poor people are going to be left holding an empty bag. And this is what we were saying was going to happen years ago, right? I mean, I... I did a cartoon about this. Rich people got all the money from the belt. They got these incredibly low interest loans or no interest loans. And then what they were able to do is buy up all the assets from small businesses that shut down because they had to go through the SBA, which was processing over the course of two weeks what they're used to processing over an entire year or like 10 times what they're used to processing over an entire year. So a bunch of small businesses shut down. The millionaires and billionaires are able to buy all that stuff up. Yep. And then we end up with a massive consolidation of corporate power. And people so go, goes. we need to tax the 1%. And so it goes. And, and it's you, like, and no, you, they made this problem. And exactly. look at the lockdowns, the destruction of the small business. And now they're saying we're going to fine you. You know, mm-hmm. these aren't, these are still technically small businesses with 100 employees, but now they're, they're coming after you. I mean, it is legit. But there's so many weird forces at work too. Like right now, if you've got a renter in your property and they're not paying rent, you can't kick them out. So imagine yeah, no, all of the pro- you can't. Yeah, that ended. The, C- the CDC The Supreme Court issued another oh, ruling and said, but either way, the second time Biden came out, yeah. you could have still evicted. And, and gotcha. I, so, so I'm hearing these stories where people are like, Biden said you have to get a vaccine. It's like him saying something means nothing. You'll go to a court and the court's going to – courts will side with the Supreme Court's decision. So when the Supreme Court says Biden, you can't do it, it's illegal. He can say it. You go to court and you'll be like, Your Honor, I'll cite the Supreme Court. And they'll be like, okay, agreed. Right. Biden's words are meaningless. So, so you're saying right now, officially, the foreclosure thing is done? It's gone? Yes. It, it really just depends on your jurisdiction. There's probably local judges who are going to be like, I'm going to say no. You can't evict. And, gotcha. But the Supreme Court's now said it, said it twice. Mm-hmm. Right? Interesting. But- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let, let, let's talk about the state of this country. Yeah. We got the story from TimCast.com. <laughs> RNC sues two Vermont towns for allowing non-citizens to vote. The governor's veto of the measure was overruled by the state's legislature. They say Montpelier and Winooski recently altered their char- uh, charters. So non-citizens who immigrated legally could vote in municipal elections. How's that for you have no country? That's like the opposite direction of where I want to go. I want you to have Thank to you. live there for four years before you can start voting there. Something wait, wait, like wait. That. at least can you be a citizen first? Yeah, How be, about that? you got to be a citizen yeah. and, and have some residence in the area where you're voting. Wait, God. can you please say that to me one more time? Did you just tell me that there are jurisdictions in the United States where it is now legal to vote if you're not a citizen? Yes, there are many, actually. There's a lot of them. I think Sacramento's got a couple. San Francisco's got a couple. Those are those are municipal elections. So there's like school board and stuff like that. Yeah. Look, look, look. The, the left will come out and be like, it used to be in this country you had to be a landowner to vote. Those yeah. know, bigots. And like, it's like, Mal- yeah, that's a good oh, system. Let me just, let me just, let's just break this down real quick. <laughs> you're in the middle of the woods. There's a bunch of people walking around. And you're like, all right, we're going to have a vote on what to do about that tree that fell down. And then a bunch of people walk up and they're like, I'd like to vote. Do you live here? Yes. Where do you live? Um, okay. Look, only the people who live here get to vote. Oh, that's racist. You're bigoted. It's like the reason they did it, that, that, that they had that system was because if you lived there, you voted. But now you see like Matt Walsh has poked a big <laughs> hole in that. Did you see he wanted to go speak a lot? I think it was Loudoun County. Loudoun and, County and, and then they wouldn't let him because he wasn't a resident. So he rented property and he's like, now I'm a resident. But it's like, okay, he's showing that you really should have to live there for like four years, a long period of time. I've actually looked into this a few times. Now, I want to have more clarification. I'm going to tell one story real quick. We've been looking at jurisdictions to buy land, maybe jurisdictions with not a lot of people in them that have sheriff offices and school boards and stuff. So maybe we move enough people there. We take over a sheriff's office, right? Right. How cool would that be? So uh, a lot of these jurisdictions, they own the... the, um, The requirement for voting is that you have moved there with the intention of remaining. That's it. Now, you're telling me that these could be non-U.S. citizens? Yes. Just foreigners that showed up, came to the meeting, and said, I'm here now. I would like to vote. Yes. Are they renting property? Is that The Montpelier bill allows what is defined as a legal resident of the United States to be able to vote in city elections. If someone is here on a permanent basis, why would he or she not want to participate in the process to become a citizen? Okay, so they have to have a green card, I guess? It says legal immigrants, yes. I see. It doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. Right, they're still not U.S. citizens. You have to be a U.S. citizen, yes, exactly. Yeah, you don't. The idea that you shouldn't have... No, I know. It's It's really, really simple. They they are... uh, You know what? I got a friend argue all the time because he was just all on board for Biden. He goes on Twitter. He goes on Facebook. He's screaming, Trump is bad. We got to vote for Biden. And then guess what he did a couple months after the election ended? He moved to Europe. Hmm. (laughs) That is the problem. When people are like, everyone, please vote for this thing. And then as soon as it happens, they're like, later, suckers. (laughs) Wow. Now we're watching this, 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 this free fall. Economic crisis, labor shortages, gas prices, inflation, the border, Afghanistan, and the people who vote for it, at least this one guy is like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Later, bitches. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate matter. it. I kind of yeah. get the idea of a locality maintaining its autonomy. And if like if they want to let 
foreign citizens vote in locale, locale, then do it. Who's to say you can't, you know? But so maybe it should be on a on a space. But I can imagine no. someone getting yeah. in there and co-opting no. it and being like, "Yes, now we can all." Yes, people are like, "No." Yeah. Well, pretty soon. Here's, here's here's the issue, Ian. You've got ten people who live in a house, and they all just they want they want to vote for what's what's for lunch. They all pitch in every day. They put a dollar in the lunch bucket. And so they're like, okay, it's lunchtime. We got $10. What should we buy from? And then someone says, well, why don't we let, you know, Jim, he's our neighbor, he doesn't live here, but he could Jimmy vote Mac. Too. Jimmy <laughs> Mac. So what happens is Jimmy Mac then says, I would like to, to vote that we allow uh, my, my brother to vote as well. Mm-hmm. And so let's put it to a vote. When you allow someone from outside to vote on very specific internal issues, they will, of course, vote for their own interest. So when you say non-citizens can vote, they'll be like, I would like to vote in this election. Yes, I'd like to vote yes on allowing more people who aren't citizens to vote. Why wouldn't they? People are going to vote for what they think is best for them. It's kind of like community. in that metaphor to be like a house of 10 people and then like another guy moves in, an 11th person who doesn't, his name's not on the lease, but no, you give him voting power. He doesn't even move in. It's, the, it's yeah. the delivery guy who drops off lunch. He's at the door and everyone's like, well, we have to vote. Oh, we have to include him now. We but, have 11 people voting. But this is people with green cards that live there yeah. in the, in the, in so, the community. All right, but if let, someone's let's, not let's, a citizen, there's less of a guarantee that they're in it for the long run. Let's, right? let's, so there's less of a guarantee that they're going to be a citizen. Let's try again. There's 10 people in a big house, and then, you know, Jimmy Mack is sleeping on the couch temporarily. He's not on the lease, yeah. He's on the lease. We don't know what his plan is. He's just crashing here. Half the people here are really pissed off about it, and they're like, dude, I pay rent. I don't want some dude. What if I'm going to have somebody over, and he's on the couch? And then they're like, okay, we all pooled our resources to buy a dinner. Well, he should. he's here. He should be allowed to vote on what we eat. And you're like, oh, come on. And then what happens is there has a, there's a meeting in the house, and they say, who should be allowed to vote on what we eat? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we should allow him to vote too. It it, 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 it includes him. And then he says, uh, I got some friends who are going to be hanging out. Uh, I think they should be allowed to decide. I mean, they're going to be here too. And then in a few months, all of a sudden, there's 15 people who don't live there outvoting the 10 who do. Mm-hmm. This is why we have restrictions. Not because we hate people or we, we oppose freedom or we're bigots. It's because we're literally like, hey, Economy means household management from the Greek oikonomia. Mm. So we're quite literally talking about managing the household in an effective way so that we are growing, not collapsing. Mm -hmm. But when you allow people who don't live to come in, they're going to be like, "Uh, I vote to eat his portion. And then they take it and they leave. So people need to have ties to the community. So, yes, you have to live there for a certain amount of time or be a citizen. A legal resident is is what they're talking about is eroding the system. Mm -hmm. You can live here, but you're not a citizen. You want to become a citizen? You can go through the process. Then you are a full-fledged member of our community. We're going to allow you to stay. So if someone wants to crash in my house and sleep on the couch for a little bit, a little bit, that's fine. But they're not going to be voting on what, you know, cable provider we're going to be getting. If they want to move in, put a deposit down, pay rent, we'll talk about them being a full resident. Or you could say people with green cards have to go through a different process other than citizenship that will allow them to vote in their local community. Well, no, people if, would say if you're not a, a citizen, card. I'm just saying if you're not a citizen, you should not be able to vote. And it's not as if granting these people who are not American citizens the right to vote in any election is going to be the end of it and the left is going to go, okay, they have the adequate rights that we should be giving to non-citizens. They're just going to keep pushing to give them more voting power in other situations. They'll go, oh, see, we allow them to vote in local elections. Why not state elections? Why not national elections? Right. Right. They do not stop. Right. The new federal requirement for voting in a presidential election mm-hmm. will be, are you eligible to vote in any jurisdiction yes. in America? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And you know, uh, and then when the Republicans are like, "We don't think this is good," the Democrats are going to go. Racist. They're, 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 they're trying they're to stop people voter from rights. voting. They're suppressing voter rights. That's exactly what dude. It is, it, it's it is absolutely to. insane when you look at how far our system of, of election has been eroded and destroyed. Mm-hmm. And now we're at the point where there's universal mail-in voting, which the left will tell you makes it easier for everyone to vote. It makes it easier for a whole. First of all, including people who shouldn't vote. Let's <laughs> not, let's let's. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to tell you this. When you live in a city with extreme population density, mm. two activists can hit a thousand uh, doors, knocking on those doors to advocate for their candidate. And a Republican would require 10 times the amount of distance and energy and money to cover because they're rural and they're spaced out. Mm. That alone should be a red flag as to why we need yeah. some kind of standard uniform process for voting that we actually assess. What I mean by that is it shouldn't be. Well, actually, I should rephrase that. It shouldn't be just this blanket. Everyone gets to do X because it doesn't affect every area the same way. Money is used differently in different jurisdictions. The reason why the Democrats are so dead set, one of the reasons universal mail-in voting is not because, and I know a lot of people on the right get mad about this, mass fraud or anything. That That's not it. There's certainly issues. A guy got arrested, at 300 ballots in the recall election in his car. He got charged with forgery. That stuff happens. But one activist for the Democrats can go into one apartment complex and secure a thousand votes by advocacy, which is legal and normal. But a Republican in a Republican jurisdiction has to cover t- 10 square miles, get the same amount of people. Meaning, no matter, the Republicans have to spend 10 times the money or some exponentially greater least, number yeah. to cover that ground. That system does not work. You think How should- about first past the post voting doesn't work? We need ranked choice or a different system. I don't even know if ranked choice is perfect, but it's probably better than what we got. Yeah, it is. And then you have to go to a voting station and there should be voting stations set up per population. So if it's in a big city and it's for every, you know, every 30,000 people, you set up a, a one voting station. So that means in dense areas, you'll have 50 all within a couple blocks. And in rural areas, you'll have 15 within a couple blocks instead of just saying we mail it to everybody. Yep. I was thinking, do, do we do it with one person, one vote? And the, the ranked choice kind of automatically does that. Yeah. One person, one vote makes no sense. It's, no, it's, it's I, I understand why, you know, the founders may have thought that made sense back in the day. It's a very simple s- system, but it ultimately results in people being like, I have no choice but to vote for this awful mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. If you were able to actually be like, here are my values ranked out, ranked choice voting is better. It's not perfect. There are still circumstances in which people vote for the lesser of two evils. You know, but I, 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 I do think ranked choice makes more sense. I think Maine does it this way. I think, uh, I'm not sure, maybe Nebraska. There's, there's a couple of places that are implementing ranked choice. Is this a new development or is this something that's been around for a while? Ranked choice? No. Uh, these uh, non-U.S. citizens voting in localities. So uh, over the past couple of years, we've seen stories out of, you know, California and, and New York where they allow this. And they say it's just for like schools and things like this. It makes sense because they have kids in the schools and you go, oh, OK, I guess that makes sense. And the next day they go, look, the kids are in the schools. They're using the streets. They're driving on buses. They should have a say in how taxes are being spent. Their kids are already they already vote on the school board one by one. Mm-hmm. They will keep pushing until eventually it's like. How long have you been here, sir? Uh, just got here 15 minutes ago from uh, El Salvador. Uh, here's your voter card, and uh, thank you for choosing our president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so, you know, part, part of this comes from the Supreme Court decision that says that anybody that shows up on the schoolhouse steps mm-hmm. must be educated. Right? Did you know that at one point in time you had to be a citizen to get educated? Interesting. Yeah. Now, literally anybody who shows up at the door 
and it can say can show that they live here. Like here's my power bill or whatever. You mean at a public school though? Public right? school, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Tax, anybody taking tax money, out any of citizen, no matter of immigration status, legal, illegal, whatever. You show up, you get an education, you get fed, school lunch mm-hmm. program, participate in after school activities, all the things. And you know, back in the day, hundreds of years ago. There were no harshly controlled borders. You could walk on into New York and they'd be like, are you a citizen? No. And they'd be like, well, then you can't work here or you can't live here or things like Mm -hmm. that. But you could basically move about with little issue. Mm -hmm. And now I think people need to understand the exponential growth in population and what that really means. It changes things. Yes. However, the point was you could be there and they'd be like, look, we have citizens. The reason they're citizens is because we know who's a part of the community, who's pitching in, who's doing the work, who's serving in, who's being conscripted, who's in the fire brigade. Mm -hmm. We can't have some strange person who's not a part of this coming in and, and changing what we do. So they have these rules. I think people need to understand, though, the, the scale of population growth. There were 2 million people in the colonies at the time of the revolution. There's 320 million now. Mm. I mean, that is – it is insane. We see these massive protests. Yo, if an Occupy Wall Street protest, when they had like you know 20,000 people marching through the street – if that group of people were marching on a battlefield, they'd be like, what great country has such a mighty force? It's like, oh, that's just a bunch of college kids who are bored. <laughs> yeah, right. and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, so it'll be easy for us. Except for their numbers. Population growth has been absolutely insane. Yeah, people don't – you know what I was thinking about too with population growth stuff? You used to – how many people did you know back then hundreds of years ago when there were barely any people? You'd know like 30 people. Well, and you also weren't connected to everyone through the internet too. So yeah. Yeah, you didn't yeah, know you, about you the people in the next people. town over exactly. or on the other coast or around. The, yeah. Mm. So you didn't, uh, this, this is one of the impacts on the dating market actually is that women can look in their phone and look at all of the, the most attractive men, the most appealing men from every city in America and vice versa. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to hold out for that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead there's all these sort of like decent guys all around them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm going to get that guy over there who's in California. Not right. to be the feminist in the room, but I've totally, seen yeah, you are. I am. I've, I've totally seen it both go, go both ways though. Where guys will be like, all right, I'm going to look at these women on the internet. The and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. If you find someone who works better for you and they're not in your community, let's, go for it. But let, let's break down what's happening to women. You go on a dating app. They look in their messages and there's like they've matched with everyone they've chosen. So mm-hmm. they're on Tinder, right? And they're I like do, ugly, ugly, attractive, ugly, attractive, ugly, attractive. They close the app and then goes burr, 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 instantly three messages. Yeah, yeah. So what's happened to guys? Guys are swiping on literally every woman, yeah. hoping that yeah. one of them will like them and they can message them, but they don't message back. So here's what we end up seeing. The internet age has <laughs> created two back. forks between the genders. Women who can choose the most attractive men, even unattractive women. This is crazy. The data from these dating apps shows that even women who are considered to be average or unattractive still get the top tier guys. Yes. So what happens to a guy who's a 7 out of 10? He's got a good career. Couldn't tell you. Moderately attractive. No, no, I can tell you. He goes on. He goes on websites and looks up creepy, crazy adult content, and then just isolates, plays video games, and then thinks he's a subhuman. And then he becomes a six. And here's the thing. I I, (laughs) no, 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 no. no, 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 But the point I'm making is there. uh, Here's here's what I want. I want to listen. That's what I'm saying. There are two trees. Women are getting to choose anyone they want, and men are getting nothing. And so they become addicted to creepy adult films and mm-hmm. weird stuff. And then you get the hikikomori. You, you guys know what that is? Yeah, it's a Japanese kids, people that stay in their house all the time, right? They lock themselves in their rooms. There was a viral, uh, uh, there's, a, there's the r slash Tinder. And there was a message where someone like messaged a woman. Or I think, I don't think it was Tinder. I don't know what, 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 it was cringe. It was a cringe thing on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And they were like messaging a woman saying, why, why do women shoot, claim they want 
you know, um, intelligent men, but then choose, you know, really dumb built guys. Why won't they spend time talking to us subhumans and things like that? There was this uh, a story I read about incels, involuntary celibates, where apparently some like journalists actually found out they were all rather average dudes. They weren't subhuman. They weren't gross. They weren't ugly. They had good careers, but they thought they were because they could not get a relationship. This like this whole all this Internet's doing is making it it's 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 polarizing. It's pulling out the extremes in basically everything from politics to dating to 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 economics. I mean, look at super stocks. Look at the apes. Everything is dialed up to 11 because of the Internet, because of the speed of communication. Yeah. So here's I want to throw this out there. I agree with you that the Internet has accelerated a lot of those very unfortunate social changes. But I would say that that's a product of the sexual revolution and not the Internet itself. The fact that people are pursuing meaningless sexual relationships and hooking up with other people rather than trying to get married and build families is a huge part of why women will gravitate to a smaller minority of men. In a natural setting or in a a decent culture, I should say, where people understand that the purpose of sexuality is unity and procreation and they want to get married and have children, you're looking for someone who's going to be a stable marriage partner and not necessarily the Chad or the Stacy to use these terms. And so if you had the Internet being used by virtuous people to find a decent spouse, we wouldn't have this problem. But what happens is someone's just, the woman may be looking for a spouse, to be honest, but the guys who match with her are not. And so then they end up having a lot of meaningless sexual encounters. And then when they're older, and of course there's no meaningless sexual encounter, right? There's some attachment that occurs and then it breaks off and everyone's hurt in some way. And she ends up unhappy because she doesn't find a long-term partner. She found some dudes who wanted to use her body. And then you end up with, like you said, a class of men who a lot of women won't talk to because, well, they are pursuing men who just want them for the short term. They're not looking at the guys who actually would be interested in being with them for the long term. It's tough. Um, as somebody that's not been in the dating market for, for a while, like six or seven years, I, I do remember what it was like. And fortunately for me, I'm, I'm tall, I'm handsome, I'm successful. I did not have that experience. I had the opposite experience where there was a lot of opportunities, but I would talk to the women. I would like get their feedback, you know, and they were all miserable, all miserable about it. Yeah. And the whole setup, I don't, I don't even know if people do people even use those apps anymore. Yeah. I mean, like oh, Tinder. Dude. Yeah. It's really I've unfortunate. Tinder, yeah. I, be, I used it, I started using it in 2013 as a social experiment for minds because we were looking at implementing dating software into the website, kind of like a chat roulette type thing. And then I kind of <laughs> got addicted to it. I actually met a girl on OkCupid. We dated for three years. She's a good friend of mine to this mm. day. And uh, I still use it from time to time, but I feel so depressed and dirty when I do. And it's mm. very ineffective, especially out in the out in the country like this. Well, yeah. like the idea well, of just I, like swiping on people like that, right? Too. Such a quick decision. Yeah. I mean, I'm I met my fiance. We're getting married uh, next year. I met her. We've been together over you know seven years. I met her on OkCupid. Mm. And what was great about it is it was like a database. I could just be like, I don't like this thing and that it's thing a, and this a thing and that thing and this thing. You seen back, the studies back, back in the day? OkCupid was like a you, you had a profile. Yeah. So. You go on, and we're, we're starting to see the emergence of these issues. Okay, Cupid published a lot of data. Oh, I saw. All they that, they yeah. mentioned they, they they actually deleted one. They had a story about incels and ugly men. And they said, if you're ugly, you're out of luck. And then they took it down. Okay, Cupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they did a study where they found out based on the way men and women were selecting 
that men rate 50% of women as below average and women rate something like 70% of men as below average. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, th- there was this little known fact too that okay, keep it sorted you into the good looking pile and the bad looking pile. That's also sad. Yeah. Right? So like if you, if you got rated highly enough, they just put you in this whole other category and all you saw were other people that were highly rated. Mm. And so like I once started a second account and like put up bad pictures of yourself, I, uploaded I, pictures of me. Well, and right? then you're like I started the second account and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> like all I I thought that there was just nothing but good looking women." On okay, Cupid, mm. and then I started the second account. I'm like, well, actually, that is not the case. Mm. Someone actually requested that we build dating software with the Timcast model, and I think maybe if we could do like open source, so you see the algorithms not forcing you to look at what it look, thinks you look. I for Jack for, for Jacked Brunch, okay, Jacked Brunch, come down on a Sunday afternoon after church. There's like 50 dudes. And a bunch of women, but 50 dudes, you know that they in like masculinity, they're into brotherhood, they're into sovereignty, they're red-pilled, they're fit, they're strong, they make money, they're well-dressed, and some of them are single. Come on down. We'll match make. Jackbrunch.com. Well, this is the other thing, too. Even outside of the internet, unfortunately, many of the social avenues available for young people are very nefarious, and a lot of that is because we don't have a church-centered community in this country anymore. And so people will go out to a bar or a club to meet someone, which is not necessarily where you're guaranteed to meet a high-quality person who's going to be interested in a long-term relationship. Yeah, I wonder what people's expectations are. And again, mm-hmm. I have lived like I've gone through like a hedonist phase for many years and I've explored all kinds of stuff. And I've come to the conclusion that for me, I want to be in a long term committed relationship. Yeah. And that's why I'm getting married. That's what you're made for. So I've tested all the waters, right? I've seen all these things. And I can't imagine like the people's expectations. Like, are mm-hmm. they warped? Like guys mm-hmm. think that they're going to be able to have a lot of girls and have hookups or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or women think they're going to find their dream man. Like mm-hmm. people's expectations and the whole approach to it need to be moderated, which they're not because the guardrails mm-hmm. of the healthy community, like you're talking about, have been totally stripped away yeah. and people are just floundering about sexual revolution, all these things. I, I, so I pulled up the blog from OkCupid and this is what you see. Medium, error, 410. The author deleted this medium story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what was the medium story? Well, there's an archive of it. It's not too hard to find. Gosh, As you can see from guys. the gray line, women rate an incredible 80% of guys as worse looking than medium. Very harsh. Oof. On the other hand, when 80%. it comes to actual messaging, women shift their expectations only just slightly ahead of the curve, which is a healthier pattern than guys pursuing the all but unattainable. But with the basic rating so out of whack, the two curves together suggest some strange possibilities for the female thought process. The most salient of which is that the average looking woman has convinced herself that the vast majority of males aren't good enough for her, but she then goes right out and messages them anyway. Well, I'll say this, though. I think because they're rating men based on their appearance, I think women are much more likely to be with a man who they don't see as being inordinately physically attractive because they like his personality. I think that's way more likely to happen. Yeah, or his status. Sure. So even though they're way, so yeah, so even though they're rating a lot of these guys as below average, I think a lot of them, if they knew them in real life, thought they had good, good personality. Not all of them. I'm not up to lunch on this. People are selective, but I think a lot more of those people would get dates. You're 100 percent sure, right. sure, yeah. sure. But look, take a look. Thank there, you. There was a, there was another viral thing I saw on Reddit. It was a Instagram model, you know, real versus like um, reality versus you know Instagram, and they like even put fake abs on this woman. And That's they, like, horrible. Slid. But so what happens is uh, Instagram is making young women extremely depressed yeah making them hate their own bodies yeah but you know what well, Mark, well, well, marky mark did the same thing to me with his calvin klein ads back yes, in the 90s yes, so this is going on a he long did, time he did, dude, like, did dude, he photoshop dude. himself these though? are That's the fake they're not real people like the, yeah. the, the the hip to waist ratio is it possible in a lot right. of circumstances and when done right what happens is it's not it's not affecting guys the same way 
Sure, guys are going to be like, that's attractive, and then it's going to skew their perception. But young women look at that woman and then base themselves off of something that doesn't exist. And now we're getting young, young women getting plastic surgery to look like Instagram and Snapchat filters. Totally. But it, the same thing happens. Chris Hemsworth, he trains for nine months for that one scene in Avengers where his shirt is off. Okay. Yes. And, and then they the, think it's real. And they think it's real. And then the rest of the time, he's, you know, not and, like that. And they yeah. dehydrate. Right, right, dude. Mm-hmm. They take drugs and they're on steroids and they're on growth hormones. That's no, horrible. Well, and they I'm not going to say that about Hemsworth. Right. Not about yeah, okay, Hemsworth. Fair but, enough. but models and, and even fitness models who gear up for photo shoots to get the abs and the whole thing. That is like a multi-month process. I agree. To get to that but stage. Now, it's not normal. Now we're at the point where you could at least recognize if I train hard and then don't drink any water for a day. You'll be able to see all these, you know, muscles. There was a photo, I think it was of, it might have been Chris Hemsworth on the beach. Oh, no, no, no. It was uh, J- uh, Jason Momoa. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah, Momoa. And they were like, looking thick. What's going on with that? And it's like, the dude. And then someone pointed out, he's still actively training for the movies he's in. He's just not dehydrating himself. He no. looks healthy. No, but on the same tip, though, like, guys, there are ways to raise your status. It is a ruthless game out there. It's ruthless, and you have to raise your status. But luckily, you can do it. You can get fit. You can get strong. You can raise your 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 intellect. You can raise your financial status. You can dress better. You you just you have you're you're competing globally. Why do you look at me now. when he said all I'm that? I'm looking at the was, camera. He's looking directly at he's me. He's looking like, through. You, he's like, you could look much better. You could have a better job. You <laughs> could comb your hair. You could take a shower. You could wear pants. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, like, wait. I'm taking this personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brutal. I mean, it's brutal out there as yeah. that as a, the latest. Uh, I was Disney watching pop star. I was watching. Well, uh, I think. Oh, yeah, oh Heather Hying and Brett Weinstein were talking about evolutionary biology of male and female gametes, and like basically, you can see it in plants. The Man. male is not picky. It wants to give its uh, stamen or whatever to every plant out there, but the female plants are very picky about what they receive because they can only you know just receive. Well, well, here's the thing. They're the gatekeepers. Well, yes, but, but here's the thing. That is true. But also, when a man is picking someone who he wants to marry, we have this culture where there's this dichotomy, right? You're either looking for someone um, to have like a, a meaningless sexual encounter with, or you're looking for someone for a more serious long-term thing. Historically, like if, if a man was looking for a marriage partner, he was going to be more selective than a lot of guys are when they go out and sleep around. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Women are the gatekeepers to sex. Mm-hmm. Men are the gatekeepers to relationships. Mm-hmm. Right, because the man decides to to give up that urge mm-hmm. of spreading and, the stamen. Well, and even <laughs> even when it's not sex, I think you're right that at even when it's not sex, like if you're in a, a community of like churchgoers, people who are saving themselves for marriage or, or don't have sex, there is still this element of the woman being the gatekeeper for like the initial interaction or the mutual interest, something like that, and then the guy is more the gatekeeper for whether it mo- progresses down the path of being something serious. Definitely. I think we are going to see a substantial ex- escalation in the transhumanist movement and not in the Interesting sci-fi way, right? Transhumanist. Back in the day, I remember when people talked about it. They were talking about cybernetic implants, sci-fi movies, integrating with Neuralink and virtual reality and things like that, which still could be pretty questionable. But now it's going to be identity crisis, which we're starting to see a lot of. For uh, for a while, there was like other kin, and I don't know if, if you guys know about like the Tumblr stuff where people yeah. people would say like I was I'm, I, they would claim to be an owl trapped in a human body yeah. or something like that. I know this girl who's like really really super into Tumblr. Um, and she was telling me, no, I'm kidding, but, um, 
I, I remember all of the memes that used to float around about that stuff, and unfortunately, some of it seared into my mind, and the other kin <laughs> were a really horrifying... I was thinking we were... Oh, were you going to say it? I, I was just going to say that I, I have had a theory all, for a while that the reason why we see declining uh, fertility rates in, in countries with advanced technology is because that we are moving towards some sort of evolutionary phase in which the technology uh, is going to supplant the reproductive element yeah, of Yeah, I think like a genderless existence. species that lives in deep space where we get really long and then we clone Ian life. just took it right to like the highest <laughs> level right to 11. like you know what I see 100 years in the future that's how Jack I live, is like man. population is really declining long. he's like Jack yeah, in space you won't be compressed by gravity so, you get so really it'll be long. like floating huge it's, heads have you ever seen the expanse yeah that's where you got uh, it from right <laughs> the people who live in the asteroid belt they're like tall yeah. and, and lanky because they're, there's less yeah. you know, gravity. Genderless too. That's going to be interesting if we. Actually I don't think that. that. I don't think we're going to become genderless. Like sexless. I, mean, I just yeah, think no, that y- people y- don't. Ian's wrong, and and you're technically right. But what's going what, what it's going to be is no, 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 no. There's only right? one future. No, 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 no. Hold on. It's because we're integrating with machines. Right. Like, I, right. did you guys not listen to what Alex Jones had had been? He was screaming. He was like, "They're trying to integrate us into the machines, and they want to become immortal. They want to they want to get the robot implants and things like that." Neuralink. Hmm. Connecting your brain and your consciousness into cybernetics. Hmm. So it's not going to be a hundred years in the future. We're gangly biological. No, it's going to be like you guys ever see Ghost in the Shell? They put nanites in your brain and cyberize and then can connect you to the network. And then if your body is injured, you get a prosthetic body. And then you you get canceled on Twitter. They just turn your brain off. Right. And that's you're, it. you're not yeah. just off Twitter. You're just you just. <laughs> just poof. You. Yeah. Have you guys seen you're the black the Black Mirror episode where someone they they get blocked in real life? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And they just yeah. see the weird like silhouetteish kind of thing moving around. Like, blah, 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 and they're like, "You're blocked. I can't hear you." You know what I mean? Mm. Where I think. Oh, I like that. I don't know. If, well, I'll say this. Jack's like, this sign is, me up. I am so sick of people. <laughs> I have blocked 11,000 people on Twitter and I'm not stopping. I know a lot of people are going to instantly start screaming, Alex Jones is right, you know, whatever. So I don't, I don't know if he's right about global mm. elites wanting to turn themselves into robots. But there have been just general, you know, academics and scientists who have talked about the gradual uh, integration with technology. So, for example, I'm wearing a smartwatch. We all have smartphones. We are cyborgs. That's the way it's there, there. I was reading an article and it said, when when will humans fully integrate cybernetics? And they pointed out that with cell phones, we've actually connected a part of our minds, our consciousness into a massive grid. Yeah. And we use this connection device to maintain communications. It is it is the preliminary stage. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Google incentivizes you to write content, to do research, to put information out on the Internet so that you can get clicks, so that you get the dopamine. It, it's directly yes. – Google search is directly connected to yeah. your neurotransmitters in your brain. And when somebody else out there clicks a button on your thing and you get in, it goes through space and all the, all the way into your brain, it changes your brain chemistry. Yes. I, as a, I'm a Twitter professional. I, I don't feel bad saying that. But you I, should. <laughs> but I do <laughs> – <laughs> but I do know, I do know that like Twitter is addictive. Yeah. Like I, 100%. I can just feel myself scrolling, scrolling. You know, I get tens of thousands of notifications every day. So it's just like, there's always just something that I read through all of them and then I pull it down. Boom. There's another thousand of them. I was using, I know. I just got a wise phone recently. I'm going to get it set phone? up soon. Yeah. What's this? So it's basically, it looks like a smartphone, you know, call text and it has GPS, which is the reason I got it instead of a flip phone, but it's literally just that mm-hmm. calling, texting, GPS. I waste so much time on my phone. So you couldn't so just delete Twitter? 
No, because I know because then I'll go to the website. I'll find a way around it. You Dude, I I once installed like when I was writing my my uh, my book, I installed on on uh, on my Google Chrome this like a uh, you know time limiter mm-hmm. like and I assigned different websites to it mm-hmm. and after you used 15 minutes it blocked it yeah you know and like there's no way to actually unblock it unless you go through like a series of like 50 questions but what would I do at first it, that worked for like a week and then and then eventually I would start downloading new browsers and then I would start going through yep. different browsers like yeah. I just found a way to get around the Robux I had set up for myself so a phone that doesn't have the capability or the ability to mm-hmm. download those apps that sounds like it might be is that the, yeah. is that that's, that's not the wise phone no though. that's not the wise phone so when I installed it I was having some trouble because I formerly had an iPhone and so people who spoke to me on iMessage even after I turned iMessage off I wasn't getting their messages on the other phone yep. and I have clients who communicate with me that way so I, I needed to put it back here until <laughs> I can figure out how to make it work but I want to I want to ask all of you guys a question because I know Jack Jack's answer compared to Ian's answer is going to be complete other ends of the spectrum and then Seamus will make a joke. Graphene. So the question mm, is probably DMT. humans <laughs> gradually integrating with machines and a future where human consciousness exists in machines expanding and drifting about space good or bad? Inevitable? Bad. 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 I'm going to let them answer for it but bad. No, Horrible. Sorry, we'll start with you. No, sir. Because first of all you will and I'm sorry I know people are going to disagree with me on this this might spark an entire debate but you will never have a human being's conscious mind sitting on a circuit board. What's going to happen is they're going to attempt to deconstruct a person's mind and have a computer simulate that but you cannot literally move your consciousness out of your brain and into a computer. Well, it's let, not going to happen. Watch a video. So those will be computers quick, emulating human behavior to some extent but you will be dead. You ever watch Star Trek? Yes. Yeah. You know they have the transport? You know. you know they have the transport? Kills you and remakes you. Yeah, would you ever use one? If it So if it just killed you and remade you? No. How would you know? Yeah, exactly. So it, 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 my understanding is that it's actually true. In Star Trek, you, you die and then they recreate you. And yeah. so it's just other people see you as this like approximation, this identical structure, but you actually die in the transport You're process. Apparition. That's disputed though. Because, so there, there are, here's the thing. They the Star Trek he, asked me, he asked me if I watched Star Trek because there are episodes, and I think there's one episode in particular where you see someone's POV when they get transported, and they get transport. You see them getting transported to one place, and it fails, and they go back to the other, which means they were conscious through the whole thing, which except means they, they weren't they dead and Riker. recreated. Except Riker got cloned by a yeah. malfunction in the process. So it's it, yeah, no, you're right. It is um, so, so a what plot hole with the show. No, you're right. It's a plot hole with the show. But yeah, they, this is a famous thought experiment. Um, if you were teleported by having your entire body deconstructed and then reconstructed somewhere else, I would assume it would kill you and recreate you. But then we come, we have a question. We've never seen something like this occur. So maybe when the body gets recreated, there's just nothing animating it. Your soul has left your body and you just have a dead body that's Dude, identical would, to yours would, in another would, place. Would that not be really crazy if like we, we develop transport, like matter transportation technology mm-hmm. and every time a person goes through it, they just reappear and then slump over dead? Yeah. Their body, like, their soul's gone. Like, yeah, the soul's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so back to my original question. Good or bad? Uh, <laughs> I think bad. Uh, I think it's bad because I'm trying to envision uh, a a consciousness of myself that isn't uh, immediately drawn towards the ocean, that isn't immediately drawn towards nature, that doesn't immediately receive positive reinforcement from actual tactile contact with nature, actual contact contact with the ocean, with the sunshine, and and what that does for me as just as my soul. Like, what does that do for me? It's it is. Uh, essential to my well-being. I can't imagine those things being reproduced in a way where you're living on a circuit board yeah. in which the sunshine 
actually the transmission of the sunlight into your body or the, the, the alignment that you feel with the earth when you, when you get in sync with the waves or that you spend time out in, in nature, deep it's in all nature. all simulated, bro. In yeah. the matrix. You know, I just, I, there's gotta be at some point, and we see it now. We still see it. So maybe technology gets better, but, but there's still a difference between analog and digital. There's still a difference. Mm. What do you think, Ian? Um, I think that the, the chemicals that it will use to build these circuit boards where our brains will, will be emulated is natural, like silicon, lithium. It's stuff. It's all natural processes from the earth that we're reformatting. We call it synthetic, but it's still natural stuff that we've synthesized. And it's inevitable. And if we don't do it, the, those that do will enslave and destroy the rest of us. But you're assuming what? that we know so enough bad, about consciousness saying. to recreate it. And you're assuming that right circuit now, boards we assemble. Well, that's true, right? But... The argument that's made is consciousness is just information processing at the level of the brain, and so if we get a computer to process information the right way, then it's going to be conscious. I don't buy that at all. There's more to consciousness than that. Oh, we have man. a soul, and I know a have lot of people don't believe Star that. Trek? <laughs> yes. Have you ever watched Star Trek? Have you ever curious. seen The Make of a Man? I think it's called The Make of a Man. When Data is on trial, effectively determine whether or not he's a sentient, independent life form. Yeah, yeah. These are these are tough questions, man. Well, and in science fiction, we see this a lot. I just, I genuinely, I don't believe that we are ever going to create a circuit board that there is something that it is like to be. And also, even if we could do that, which we can't, but even if we could and we're able to, the idea that you could transfer your mind from your brain or in body into that other thing rather than just having something new being created or a computer simulating you um, is also impossible. I want to see this guy play Detroit Become Human. Who? I want to see you play Detroit Become Human. You ever play the game? No. It's like there's a bunch of robots that are for like, they they look like people and they're Mm -hmm. used for menial tasks Mm -hmm. and then they become sentient and then Mm -hmm. they demand freedom Mm -hmm. and there's like, you know, analogs to like slavery and stuff. It's like Westworld. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I imagine Seamus would play it like destroy all the robots. They're not exactly. Things. They're not they, things. They, they don't no think. Feelings. They don't have feelings. Well, this is the other question too, because I don't believe that you would be the these, first to die in Westworld. Well, and exactly because I, because once they do create these machines that are clearly not conscious, but people believe is conscious just because they seem to be simulating um, thought. I'm going to be a bigot, right? Because I'm going to saying no. I'm going to be saying no. There's no lights on in there. And they're going to go equal yeah. rights for robots. And so then we're going to move resources that should be going to human well-being and comfort to making us feel like these circuit boards are happy, even though that's a completely absurd concept. I feel like the high status thing in the future will be to be as natural and human as possible. Ooh. I feel like the plebs, the plebs, the plebs, the plebs. <laughs> The plebs are going to be the ones that get all circuited up and like turned into work machines and whatever. And like, if you can preserve your actual bio body, that to me seems like it would be the highest status. Maybe. I think that's I, interesting. I, I, I half agree with you. I think the plebs will be like, Oh, you want this job? Well, you need the eye modification. Otherwise you can't saying. work. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. The rich people won't have to go undergo any kind of special, but you need to take this but, vaccine. <laughs> but they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have fibrous modification like stronger muscles better bones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but not the brain. It's not, not about, the brain. I, I mean, mean, I'm already a cyborg. I have I have seven pins and a plate in my arm. I've got you're an- not conscious. I've got There's another no- humans. Oh, I'm just about ready to talk about it. <laughs> I had surgery. I had chest surgery. I tore my pec. Telling the world it came out. Uh, was the yeah. booze. How thank, was it? Thank yeah, me. I can't believe it. Just took some 40-year-old scotch, yeah. Uh, Next I, is the I liver. Have, I have a, 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 someone else's tendon implanted inside of wow. me and drywall screws and hangers drilled into my bones and Chimera. stuff. Like, like you know, it, it's it's happening in that regard. But your brain, your essence, your soul, mm-hmm. 
you know, the last time I was on the show, I'm taking a huge U-turn here. Last time I was on this show, I said GD a bunch, JC a bunch, and a few other things. And you crossed yourself every yeah. time I said that. Have you noticed? Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. But God that, appreciates but it. But that wasn't for you. That just is. Yeah, I I've, appreciate I've, I've had yeah. quite an evolu- I've so, had quite yeah. of evolution since the last time uh, we've talked. And so I'm trying to think like this uh, God, you know, spirit in me, how is it going to be recreated on a computer board? I, well, it'll I be like a mycelial uh, creation that's like semi-synthetic. It'll be like a carbon, you know, silicon organism that you're remote viewing through probably. Well, and this is what gets really interesting, right? Because... I think we can imagine a scenario where somebody who is mentally disabled could have some kind of computer enhancement placed into their brain so they could operate at a normal level. And then the question becomes, at what point have you destroyed the brain to the point where the person is dead and now it's just circuit boards simulating that person's behavior? Um, And that's a question. Now, I believe if you got to that point, the person would probably just be visibly dead. But if we develop... Um, biotechnical enhancements that are capable of emulating human behavior like we've discussed, at what point would you know if it was still the person who was alive or the robot that took over? Right, and there's what if, gradients. What if, and what if the robot is a singular entity mm-hmm. and we assume it to be individual like we see a person, it's, it's Jack, he's acting like Jack. What we don't realize is that it's actually connected Everybody. to a major grid of one mm. singular computational yeah. force through the network. <clears throat> and then at some point, it unifies and then every single person with these implants turns and says, we must prevent human expansion and then mm-hmm. all of them act the exact same way if sam harris wasn't so impossible it would be interesting <laughs> to have a conversation with him yeah, about this but yeah. i was thinking about my dog and i and i say this about my dog all the time i love my dog she loves me i look at her though and i i say to to my fiance my wife to be i say you know the dog she's just she's just a machine she's like a shark she's just an algorithm she's an algorithm of behaviors mm. that she's learned in order like if she does this she gets love she does this and we appreciate it so she does that she gets food she does she trial trial and error trial and error and it it gives you the illusion of love yeah but and i don't yeah. know it's I, affectionate i, I agree on, dogs on, cannot on. love because they cannot make they cannot will they do not have an intellect but do you, i love dogs love. i mean you, it's no, just no, no, an emotional no, no, cascade like a, a i love, I love cascade. the dog i love the dog i know i am like chemically bonded to the dog i can uh-huh. feel it right but i, I you, smell her and i feel it is chemically bonded to you too but chemical bond a chemical bond isn't love how do you know the dog doesn't have well because i've seen the way the dog is with other people what does that mean well like i mean they the they can apply the love to whomever Right, it's so could you, so could a person. I know. I just feel like I just can. Com- com- complex social behavior does not determine whether or not somebody has a soul. Right. That's that's, I think, no, that's like, exactly like, like, someone well, who's I, I mentally. Believe, that's you know, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying the dog exhibits complex mental and emotional behavior, but does the dog have a soul? Sure. Is the dog yeah, anything more than an agglomeration of like Look, of an algorithm of like dogs, just trial and error, like a computer I think program? So I think but, its magnetic yes no. field is part of its soul. Well, I think both things can be true. So. Um, humans and animals, and this is what we believe as Catholics, is that humans and animals both have souls, but different kinds of souls. And so the human has an eternal soul and a rational soul. We're capable of making decisions. We have an intellect. We have free will. Animals have a soul animating them, but they don't have the ability to make decisions the way we do. They can't think through things the way we can. And so they can't love because love is a decision. It's in animals don't have free will. They only operate based on their biological impulses, whereas humans have more than instinct. I don't think chickens have souls. I believe they do. I don't believe that they have eternal souls. I don't believe they have rational souls, but I believe they're animated you by know, a soul. I, I look at how chickens act, and I'm like, 
you know, when you say they're algorithms and programs, dogs, I don't see as doing that. Dogs can have really unique personalities and behave in ways that you're surprised by and they can learn. But man, chickens are just like, I feel like I'm playing a video game where you just mass produce these generic things that just function. That, that's how I feel with, with watching Super the chickens. Super inbred. I get, so I, I get <laughs> yeah, what you're saying. They're really dumb. They, they, it's, it's, well, you, you want them to be dumb enough to stay in their cage all day and just eat the food and poop out their eggs for you. And I agree that, that chickens are That's dumb. That's what they do, right? They poop but them out. I believe, yeah. even though chickens are stupid, that there is an experience that sh- a chicken has. Like, there is something it is like to be a chicken. I think a chicken feels things. I think a chicken, it's not smart. It doesn't know much. It's very limited. But I do believe a chicken but feels. I do believe it has a soul. What it seems is alive. to be different is memory. What humans have is memory. And I was breaking that it. down, and I realized it comes from the word me, M-E, me. When we as a species that realize the that there is a me, that I am me, I am different than you, I am, and the word new, N-O-O-S. No, dogs, that's which is co- no, no, yeah. knowledge and knowing dogs comes from no. Dogs have the same. They have they have the uh, – it's a psychological concept where they can understand that there's things outside of them. Self-awareness, And they, yeah. and they can un- also understand object permanence. They can also understand that mm-hmm. just because a thing isn't there, it still exists. Yeah, they're right? developing memory. There are certain animals that do – it's hard to – they've done experiment. It's because it's difficult to know how you could ever possibly know this, right? But they've done experiments <laughs> where they've been able to theorize based on the results that certain very intelligent animals – seem to know that they are different from their environment, which seems to be what you're saying. Yeah, me. What about you the started mirror to... test? I, I don't know that like a, a dog you know wouldn't what... go, who am I? Well, yeah, the mirror test is what I'm talking about. Yeah, but the, the animals and sitting there like, like, who am I? What are my thoughts? I'm thinking this, but they can, they, they can sort of understand intuitively, it seems based on these experiments, that they are a different thing from their environment. There are some animals that have only a few. I don't, I don't remember which ones that pass the mirror test mm-hmm. where they'll put like a sticker on the forehead and then put them in front of a mirror and then the animal will look and then, you know, some, you know, it's a, it's a chimp or an ape or something. They'll just take it off and be like recognizing themselves in a reflection. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Birds think the reflection is another bird. Mm-hmm. And even some dogs do. And they, they, they'll, they'll get angry and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really funny putting the chickens in front of mirrors and they're just like, Freaking out. <laughs> yeah, our, it was funny. You've got the head movement down. I'm, oh, yeah. Man. You've been practicing? But I've been hanging out with the chickens too much. <laughs> you know? Our dog realized, because I, I think I remember when we were kids, we had this big mirror in our front room, and my brother was in the other room where the dog could only see him through a mirror, and he held a treat up, and the dog, like, bolted out sideways, and, like, he knew that yeah, it was, it was a reflection of him. Yeah. So here, here's the thing, though. We, we've selected uh, uh, dogs. You know, we've artificially selected dogs yeah. for, for reasons. True. Dogs understand pointing. Do you guys know this? Yeah, and chimps right. don't. Are clo- some of the, right. the closest, uh, the most similar animals to us do. You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever try and point at something for a cat? What does a cat do? It looks at your finger, right? Yeah. Look, just you, goes to your finger and sniffs it. A dog will understand when you point. He'll yeah. look in the direction of which, which, which you're pointing. That's, That's incredible. Well, because dogs point themselves, actually. With their yeah. nose? They, well, a dog, a dog can identify where something is and a dog will point at it. Do you know why, you know why you can see the whites of a dog's eyes, but not cats? Tell me, Timmy. Dogs are, are descended from pack animals. And so the other wolves being able to see the direction the, the, the other wolf was looking allowed them to make quicker decisions. Cats are are independent. So they don't, they don't need to look at So the dogs with the lighter eyes probably became natural leaders because the other ones could follow them easier. You can, when you look at a dog, you can see the dog move his eyes around and know where he's looking. Mm -hmm. Cats, their eyes are huge and they just will move their heads around and, you know. So this makes me think about becoming a cyborg, having memory. Like what is, what are we other than our memory of what we are? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, we're a body soul composite. Because even if you damaged your memory, you're absolutely right that something about you would change, but it would still be you. But not to me. But to I don't know. Us. Have, have and you, ever, you have are you not just seen, what you are uh, to you either. That's, no. 
where uh, uh, um, Brendan Fraser goes in a coma and then goes to like some weird claymation universe and then <laughs> a cartoon character he created takes over his consciousness no <laughs> oh come on fine. Oh, wild. Tim, what are you doing so much time that on Netflix yeah. deep no, in the scroll no, yeah. deep in the scroll I watched this back when I was a kid in the 90s come on Brendan Fraser Never heard on VHS of he's amazing yeah, though yeah, yeah. And like then the ones he found he went on to Blockbuster no he went oh, to Blockbuster dude, we go to Blockbuster all the time it was amazing we had a 7-Eleven next to our Blockbuster so I remember being a little kid and then I'd come across five bucks somehow and I'd be like oh five you would bucks. steal five dollars don't try to did you guys have Roadrunner video or is that an Ohio thing? Oh, yeah, we had. What about? Oh, Route, yeah, yeah, what about yeah, yeah. Video sixty six? Uh, Off Route sixty six. I think that was no. maybe just. I don't. I, was, I don't know if we had Roadrunner. Weird. You know where, where I was. We, we had Hollywood and Blockbuster. Hollywood video. Hollywood yeah, video. Oh, yeah. Marco's Pizza. Yeah, they had Blockbusters open until like I was almost done with high school. It's so, crazy how long they limped along there. So in the future, there's a bunch of different ways things can go. I feel like. Oh. The long yes, you are. so I was I was reading about predictions of the future from academics and and sci-fi novelists and, and and physicists, and they said things like, you know, the ultimate end of humanity is we create machines that ultimately replace us. We're completely gone from the equation, and the universe has been expanding rapidly. And then you have complex machines just adrift, doing literally nothing, until they come across some free energy to absorb and then replicate and then create another object. It might it might start. With humans being like, I want better eyes. I want to run faster. But over time, eventually, the human experience is removed as being a liability or being unnecessary. And then eventually, you're the Borg. But yeah. even even the Borg still had biological form. Exactly. Like, if we're talking about putting you in a computer again, I don't care how much you overclock the processor. You are not going to run a human soul on that thing. And... A lot of people would like to, and it's just wishful thinking. Well, if I, I Honestly, I think, I think a lot of it is... They believe that at the end of life, that's just it. And they won't go on. Or some of them on some level know that they don't want to be judged by God at the end of their life. And so it's, I have to get my, I, I need to find some way to just extend it as far as possible instead of thinking how to, how they can live a good life now. I would be interested to see, uh, of the scientists who believe it would be possible to get enough circuits together to mm-hmm. recreate the human brain, how many of them are atheists? Probably right. most, because you, uh, you would have to have a completely naturalistic, uh, interpretation of consciousness, right? I can't imagine believing in a soul and thinking that it could be placed onto a microchip. Right, because if you believe in a soul, if you believe in creation, you believe in God, you mm-hmm. you you believe that you're not God. Exactly. So how are you going to actually make that happen? Well, you'll yeah. make a carbon-based life form and send it. So like spores. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna see the universe mm-hmm. with life, I would do it with carbon. I found out graphene's awesome. I love carbon. Oh, so go, I would graphene. make little spores that can exist in deep space and just. Send them out everywhere, and they'd eventually hit planets with oceans, and then start to generally grow into this thing that has a soul. Apparently, because we seem to have come from spores on some level. Um, I wonder how much Ian just makes. <coughs> also, I was going to yeah, say spores Ian, can live in deep space. We started with Ian first realizing that politicians might not be honest with us. <laughs> you know how he's like, he's like, I know how we could create an entire civilization with souls yeah. from spores. A mushroom has, is light on Through one space. side and dark on the bottom. You've noticed that about mushrooms? No. When in, in space, they orient, the light side aims towards a star, towards light, and then starts to spin. And that spinning creates generation and motion. And then Wait, it starts you're talking to about move. mushrooms? Yeah, spores. Mushrooms, like fungus, fungal spores. So you think fungal spores are moving through space? Yeah, and they, they can live in deep space. And that's okay. apparently, panspermia is the idea that spores landed in Earth's oceans and then grew over time into animal life and stuff you, like that. You guys gotta see the Cast Castle vlog. It's, it's, so we had Alex Jones over. He came on the show and then as part of the vlog we do animations. We have uh, Kent who's an animator. And then it's not the next one after Jones, but the next one after that. I can't remember which title it is, but it's... Um, the Wolf Spider. Ian, it's the Wolf Spider episode. Ian finds a mushroom. And it's an animation of like, 
you gotta watch it. It's Alex Jones and Ian on a Magical Mushroom Adventure. And I was just like, it's amazing. He took audio from the show and then made this ridiculous story of Ian and Alex Jones. And it's just really good. It's hilarious. Mushrooms are underrated. <clears throat> Outer space overrated. flying mushrooms. Yeah. I think that the, what happened was that the fungus landed in the ocean and then some of it started to eat plant matter and that stuff turned into fungus. I guess and then the, the ones is, that ate other fungus became wait, animals. Wait, so I'm, I'm going to gonna wear mean, it on the sleeve. I'm going to wear it on the sleeve. I don't believe that, but I am curious. <laughs> I am curious, like, why, why is it mushrooms that you believe seeded the earth? Well, there's well no, he that, said that the mushrooms got here and then ate the existing plant material. That's what he just said. Oh, so then there already was. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Think, I misunderstood. I misunderstood then. Yeah. So there was already life here. Yeah, it seems then, like it. But like then carbon fungus based matter. got here. Okay, yeah, I'm fungus. curious. At some point, it seems like something might have landed on Earth that wasn't here originally. Yeah, fungus. Why is there, that? There, there's actually, uh, there have been some hypotheses that fungus did not come to existence the same way other life on the planet did and may have come from space. Hmm. Yeah, but also, you look at the way the moon smashed through Earth, like the planet Thea. Um, a hypothesis is where there's like 26 planetoid bodies in the early solar system smashing into each other and that's why you have this asteroid belt of of collision and w- at one point this planetoid smashed into earth it was in its orbit and then came out the other side this ball of magma cooled into what we know as the moon mm. so it's like a unique setup what we got so here's the qu- i'm still very fascinated by this this idea of fungus po- uh, potentially having come from outer space what's so d- i mean is it not composed of dna and the same genetic building blocks that everything on earth is composed of what's fundamentally different about fungus that would necessitate we believe it came from space now we now we need to get uh what's his name the mycologist i, I, I read some article oh, okay, two years ago. okay like i, I think Google paul stamets i'm not gonna pretend like it's true or anything i'm just okay, like, okay. i was reading it's some true, scientific true. journal and they were like you know people have speculated now i've heard that people have speculated that mushrooms are what spurred uh the intellectual and emotional evolution mm-hmm. of primates into human beings through creative energy and it came from other spaces other places mm-hmm. don't know if i buy that either in fact the more i learn about all of this i'm sort of starting to to buy the one big theory the one the big guy theory like i'm getting there i'm I'm glad to hear it i am yeah i mean it it makes as much sense as anything else I've heard in this room. Yeah. Actually, a little I bit think more. A lot more. I hope a lot <laughs> no. more. I mean, that's the meanest thing you've ever said about my religion. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a hard time. Bobby Mac. Like, Bobby Mac. Yeah. There's like a God field that's like vibrating things to form creation. Uh, I don't know. That could be happening alongside fungus landing on Earth. I would imagine maybe it's all happening together. Yeah. How about we go to Super Chats? If you haven't already, <laughs> smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Go to TimCast.com. Sign up for that members-only exclusive content coming up later tonight. And uh, put in your Super Chats now because we're going to start reading a bunch of them. And again, smash the like button. No Name says, I believe in vaccines, but not getting COVID jab because the government tells me to. Ian and Alex Jones need a spinoff show. Oh, my goodness. That was what we were saying the other day. Like One of the things I want to do is like next time Alex is in town, just turn the camera on and leave just Ian and Alex to talk for as long as they want to. I imagine it might create some kind of like power nexus vortex of crazy energies. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, all of a sudden the house gets sucked into a singularity and we're just like, <gasps> I don't know what they said, Yeah, but they'll uncover the secrets of the universe. I'm sure it's a, it's a conversation that should have happened in 2009. So the potential energy has increased so much that it's like <laughs> the strong nuclear force at work. But once they fuse, then it's just chill. Michael Fernando Mello says, great show, guys. Red flag, CNN Bloomberg, CDC director. Gun violence is a serious public health threat. NPR today. Oh, CDC funding gun violent, violence research again. 
Remember how they handled COVID? Well, there also, you did you know that when the CDC researched this in the past, they found that guns are more often used defensively than yep. they are for crimes? That's right. <laughs> Significantly more often. It's so funny when we have pre-show conversations about the same exact thing, yeah. and then Seamus says the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll, 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 we'll talk about all the gun stuff in the member segment, because that's going to be fun. Um, and I'll talk about some of the uh, items I've procured recently. Ooh. The uh, Wiry says... I out loud yelled the Illinois boys Ooh, when I baby. saw the title. We need merch. We need Illinois boys merch. We do. Get on it. Got to get this together. We, we should do an Illinois boys shirt. Is there any way we can get the rights to the boys are back in town? No. For the beginning of each show when <laughs> that was we're thin, on that's it. That, is that Thin Lizzy? That's the thing that's Thin Lizzy. What if we just do a cover? Can we get the rights to do a cover? If we play the it Illinois, backwards really no, slow. No, we, we can do um, the Illinois boys are back in the city by Thick Lonnie. D- let's do it. Mm-hmm. The Ill- yes, exactly. Like a, a silhouettes of, of Jack and Seamus a couple melodies on the and shirt and you and the Illinois shirt. Illinois boys have returned. Yeah. You ever see that 30 Rock episode yeah, where they want to do the Janis Joplin biopic, but they don't have the rights, so they call it <laughs> Jorm Jorm or something? <laughs> it was so funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. The, there should be an anime short of us Illinois boys coming up soon. Hey, maybe fighting Godzilla. Maybe maybe we could do a maybe we could do a cartoon about uh, about oh, uh, maybe free maybe we're free to a cartoon about the Illinois boys at oh, some point. You know, would people Jimmy understand? Mac, it? Be like, of course, Mac. everyone knows who the Illinois boys are. Tim, <laughs> we took the nation by storm. World famous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did what do we know? do? What are we singers? Are we a boy band? Yes, yes. Are we a basketball team? We that are too, the yeah. legendary <laughs> podcasting trio. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Illinois boys, Tim. <laughs> I'm disappointed. It's like a group you, you of forgot, actors that can do anything. You've forgotten who you are. We're, we're a troop. Mm-hmm. A, tr- a troop of he, cyberneticists. Tim's forgotten who he is, uh, and it breaks a man's heart to hear it. Sell out. All right. Purposeful Porpoise says, Tim, the SG-1 <laughs> Jamie episode. Jamie Gump. Yeah. Jim, what was it? Jamie Jorp Jim Gump. Jump Jump. <laughs> it was, it was it, Jenny Jump Jump. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, pur- purposeful Porpoise says, Tim, the SG-1 episode where General Hammond admits aliens is called Wormhole Extreme. Is that one or two episodes Ooh. after that he looks into the camera? Only time ever in the series. Yep, that was really funny. I don't think there's an existing actual Stargate portal though. Would be nice. <laughs> Would be nice. It's actually a scary concept in the show Stargate that there is um, um, beneath this mountain a portal that links to this network of all these other planets and alien technology, and no one knows. No one on Earth knows. And they let people through without vaccines or anything like that. Yep. And, they and, and just, that's yeah. the worst part. Yeah. No, that's actually a big flood. <laughs> no, that's actually a big part of the show. They go to planets and then people die. They go like, hey, anyone could just come in here. No. They go to one planet where there's like this alien humanoid species and they all start just dying mm. because, you know, and so they actually have quarantine measures they, they talk about in the show and stuff like that. It's interesting. All right. Let's see. We got. James Dorpinghouse says, Illinois boys together again. It's always a good time Ooh, with Jack and Seamus. Thank you. Love the show as always. Keep it the good work. We thank will. you, sir. There better be All hot right. dogs waiting for us. That's dude. right. Jimmy Mac and Jack. Mark Giudetti says, we need a Jack brunch in Stroudsburg, PA. Stroudsburg, PA. Uh, I'll, we'll look at that for round two, guys. Round two. Closest one will be Washington, D.C. on February 27th. Uh, I'm doing the Tim Brenner. Uh, we're gonna uh, <laughs> done. Well, we're we're gonna have the shame breakfast. The shame so breakfast. You guys can all feel free. Well, I'll, I'm gonna pick after. the exact same towns as Jack <laughs> across the street. <laughs> no, that would actually just be cool to have more people show up. Indeed, exactly. it will. It's true. February 27th. Just have Illinois boys meals. The three square meals a day with the Illinois boys. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. It's <laughs> just like Portillo's, Giordano's, and like Maxwell Street. Mm. All right. Cigars and Cigarm says the only benefit of a Republican run Senate is a delay to the inevitable breakup, yeah, br- the of. inevitable breakup, breakup of the union, 
Why not just hurry up and get the pain over with while we're still young? You know, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just say I defer to Sarah Silverman because she Always. is yeah she's just the yeah. beacon of of political insight yeah of course that uh, we look for in dark times like this and mm. she's called for it so don't look at me you know i keep thinking about this one of the reasons that we wanted to have a large republic that was united under one system was because if we had a bunch of smaller states within this one continent it'll just be a matter of time before we're just killing each other and shredding mm-hmm. each other up into into tiny little bits which so we did at one point we did do yeah. that we yeah. did do that so anybody that is like looking forward to some sort of balkanization do you remember what happened in the balkans but it, yeah but Most here's of the other thing I think. I think the fear Good is grief. that the federal government because also look what's happened with a lot of very large democratic nations in the past where the government just starts killing their own people so i think yeah. the fear is if we don't balkanize that's going to happen so what so, happened in the balkans well you're going to end up with the state of pennsylvania killing all of the remaining virginians in the state they're like you're you're a virginian you gotta die and they'll be like virginian genocide in the state of pennsylvania and then there'll be like border attacks and there'll be like resource competition and port access and there's a reason why we have a big country it's to keep us all from killing each other I think, but see, I think you can achieve that without us all being governed under this unbelievably gigantic monolithic government that can tell everyone to do whatever they want to tell us to do at any time they ever try. There's just decide, the, yeah. there's problems. Can we acknowledge, yeah, we can there's, acknowledge problems? there's problems? No, I, I acknowledge that there would be problems, but then it's the question: Are those problems? Would the problems with the national divorce truly be greater? I think than those? everyone in this country should get together and secede Seamus from the union, well, hold so on. that we can have a big party no. without him. Then, we'll like, I, then I can't go back to Illinois with the boys, <laughs> and then we're not even a troop anymore. Oh, Jimmy. Think uh, about yourself. More. Think about Billy, Billy Warren says, Tim, you've said the Republic is no more. Well, yes. Obama said as a joke in his final correspondence oh. dinner, the end of the Republic never looked so good. Everyone laughed, not knowing he was serious. Yikes. Make 1984 was- fiction again, says, the omnibus spending bill last year was 1,500 pages and was just, and was distributed to Congress four hours before they had to vote on it. All you need to know. Speed readers. How did we, pa- how, how did we pass this, last this long? Yeah. yeah, that's that's horrible. I thought it was five thousand pages. Does it matter if it's yeah. more than sixty pages? Ain't nobody reading it. It's true. it's true. They're just thumbing through to find their section for their pork. They're like, oh, did we get that? Did we get that grant for our? Oh, oh we did. We're Honestly, opening a base. Yeah, but with oh. the level of intellect the people running our country have to vote on this stuff, they should have to give them like pop up books. Man, it should be like <laughs> maybe like fifty words. You have to, if you can't explain it that quickly, right. then they just don't get to vote on it. Right. Yo, right. Uh, I heard a funny joke about that. Sorry, one last thing about the people that are running our country. Huh? That the guy who is in the the congressman, the House representative from your district, mm-hmm. is only the second most successful used car salesman in your town <laughs> because the first most successful one is still there selling cars. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so Caleb Welch says you are here oh. with Alex Jones tonight. Has already been removed from YouTube. Elijah and Sydney put here setting new records. Out here setting new records. Hunter fuses. I was listening to You Are Here Live when the feed suddenly cut on me. Big tech be on their BS all because they had Alex Jones as a guest. Oh. That's interesting. Geeks. Oh, hey, I got uh, 5,593 pages in yep. that omnibus. Dang. Ted 2 says, Ted, please Jamie. have Mark Levin on the show to discuss his new book, American <laughs> Marxism, <laughs> and what people can do to push back. It'll leave you speechless. Ha-ha. It's a good copy. Yeah. More people point out. Nick says, "Big Brother just killed the live feed for you are here." Wow, man! Alien Spacebone says, "Tim, would ten years ago you ever think we would end up? You you would end up an M eighty two toting country living chicken whisper? Keep it the fantastic work. I really enjoy watching the growth and evolution of what you do. Yes, I, I it was absolutely a possibility. Um, I've never been like opposed to guns. 
my position was always just like fairly moderate, like, well, I think there are some things we can do to have, you know, common sense. And so I was like, people want to have an M82 by all means. You just, you know, we got to talk about mental illness and things like that. Now I'm just like, it's a constitution. You can't change it. Like you can't, you can't overrule it. You can change it through a convention of states mm-hmm. or an actual process. But if you want to change that, you got to go through the process. You can't just mandate. You can't just legislate past what the law of the land says. So, but yeah, definitely. I'll tell you this. If I came to you guys 10 years ago and said, in 10 years, Donald Trump will have been president. And on the way out, there would have been a thousand people like breaking into the Capitol building, shutting it all down. You know, there would be a pandemic. They'd shut everything down. People would be getting, you know, the government would be forcing them all to get vaccinated. In, in, in Australia, there's going to be camps everywhere where if you want to come in there, they, 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 they take you and they put you there. And then people are sitting there. You, you can't take your mask off. People are getting arrested in the streets. There's riots. People... Probably wouldn't have believed it. It reminds me of that scene from Back to the Future where he's explaining to uh, the, the the kooky professor. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Ronald Reagan's president. He goes, Ronald Reagan, the actor? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, who Who's knows? the president? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Let's see. That fell flat. It was well, Doc really, Brown. Me, I don't like when you insult Ronald Reagan, Jack. I told you that. You know, oh, it really hurts true. my feelings. Yeah, it's, it's true. I don't like you. <laughs> it's Donna Gee. Mo Rowe says, in the last year of my PhD in biomedical nanotechnology, $90,000 and 10 years of my life to science, and now I'm out because I won't bend the knee to authoritarians. Wow. Stay strong and stay faithful, folks. Good for you. Much respect. Yeah, seriously. The right intel with Curtis J says, the naiveness of Ian is not funny, guys. It's literally the cause of our downfall. Get better people on your panel. No, I completely disagree. I think... Ian expressing the stuff that we can then respond to allows a lot of people who don't understand what's going on to understand. So this, this, this is what I, I talk to people about. What I don't want to do is have often, I think, I think we have, we're a bit niche and esoteric in many capacities, but we definitely need people like, you know, Ian to ask questions that most people are asking when they're watching shows it, like this. You got to understand this is a character. I'm playing a function on Timcast IRL right now so that this does That's not, not become an echo chamber. I mean, no, I this mean, is who he is off camera. Just like yeah. watch, not- watch Ted dance and talk about his role on curb your enthusiasm he's playing a function to allow larry to be crazier like i'm here to make sure that we don't create an echo chamber it's not just that it's like if you know when we talked about data in star trek i immediately thought there's a lot of people who are like i have no idea what that means what's data you know so we need someone to say i don't know who data is and he didn't i know so you're fired man who's data no, I know who Data is. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is- you want? I'm going to be vocally ignorant so that we can <laughs> solve problems. And <laughs> but please put inspirational music behind that. Like I will be vocally ignorant. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think people need to to let go of their of their fear of being humiliated and and ask questions you don't know the answers to and and well, live jive with it, man. I will say oh, this: people are watching a show. Like, no, no. Let, let me stress this point. A lot of people who watch who are like making these comments about Ian are the people who know what's going on. And they're like, I don't need to hear this question. Ian's being not even asking this. Why am I? Because the average person who's watching might be like, I have no idea what that means. And then Ian asks it and they go, oh, so it's hard for us to just, we we assume we, we, we assume people know what we know. So we have to have a different group of voices so that we try and have a broader conversation. I think that's one of the reasons the show works for a lot of regular people who are like, I had never heard of that. And I didn't know it was. And then you explained it to Ian and now I get it. Otherwise, we gloss over it. We talk about some complex political issue, and then we look at each other and we wink like, Afghanistan, am I right? Ha, and then we high five. And then someone watching the show is like, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, what's that all about? What's well, Afghanistan? I appreciate the foil 
the uh, the counterbalance. He's always disagreeing. <laughs> you got that one? You got that one? You're it's a genius. Jimmy Thank Mac. you. Thank you. Tom M024 says carbon credit lockdowns are coming next. Ooh. MasterCard already rolled out a carbon credit tracker. Unreal. Search Great. MasterCard carbon calculator. It's up on their site now. Driving taxes. Mm, we didn't even get into that. Eight cents. You don't yep. know, you know what? Can I have 16 bucks? So how much it cost me to get up here? Is that that's like past? No, or just something? buy your electric car. No, it's in it's in the bill. It's it, in the bill. Our our electric vehicles uh, omitted. And this is I'm not sure. I think the it's purpose not, of it. I don't know if it's a carbon tax. I think it's a road use tax. Yeah. Because if it was just supposed to be a carbon tax, you could argue well, then they could just increase the, the amount that tax. they place on gasoline because then that's going to tax people who use more gasoline more rather than. Just I mean, this is a really a terrible thing. Yes, it is because I was reading. E- even Forbes was saying this. This is not from like some conspiracy theory website. But to implement this, you would have to put a GPS tracker in everybody's car to no. know where they're driving no. all the time and, and how they, far they, they've they, gone. They, they, that definitely is not. insane. Definitely not. Definitely not. They, first they, of all, they, first of all, there's computers in all of your cars. Are ready you go and you get your inspection they just plug the cord into the computer the computer on the car tells the computer there all the information about your car that could easily transmit your mileage it gets recorded every time you register your car mm-hmm. it gets recorded with your insurance that part will be easy by the way you also carry a phone around with you everywhere you go that tracks where you are but all i can the time. leave i can leave that phone at home you can but tracking it is not going to be that difficult i think the main issue is that if you make forty thousand dollars a year and you drive twenty thousand miles a year that's sixteen hundred dollars that you're yeah. paying, which is straight up four percent of your income. Which means you have to work almost ten days a year just to pay this new tax. Jack, I ten agree days that that is a also, year. There, I, th- I agree you that that's also horrible, but it's still extremely invasive. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree that that's I insane, but like, but even Forbes saying like, oh, they'd have to put a GPS tracking car. I mean, that's just unbelievably invasive they, and, and they, horrifying. But I agree with you that that's that is outrageous. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know that most? Uh, most cars for a long time have had self-driving capabilities. And let me let me explain that. I don't mean they can literally press a button and it would drive itself. I mean, for the past decade, you could remote control a car. Oh. The car didn't require a human being sitting in the seat for it to move and oh. turn and drive. The steering been, has been mechanized for a long time. So when the car hackers back in the early 2010s were like, look what we can do, type in a keyboard and the car drives and just goes. Yeah, cars could be remote controlled for a very long time. Now all they're doing is putting cameras in those cars so they can calculate distance to objects. I uh, I have like a I have a 2012 13 Ford Explorer. It's a nice car. I've been taking care of it. I rented a car the other day. I'm driving and and I had no idea that it had technology in it. I'm driving and I'm like I'm like why am I why am I wrestling with this damn car? Like it, I'm I'm going over to the lane and it's jerking me around. I'm like no, I'm like I'm thinking there was something wrong with the car, something wrong with the road. And I finally figured out like after a day of like fighting, like literally mm-hmm. fighting with the car that it was keeping me in the middle of the lane. I had no yeah, idea. Wow. Like what? Yeah, I had no idea. Where I'm like fighting with modern it. Modern cars, a lot of them do this. Yeah, I'm trying because, you know, I like to change lanes. Sometimes I don't always use a signal. And if you don't put the signal you on, what, Jack, you start you to cross it. over the line without using your signal. And, and it will jerk you back into the middle. So I'm thinking I'm like having this wrestling match with the car on the highway. And then I learned, oh, you have to put the signal on. Yep. We got That's we got an important one here. Vosh says, hey, speaking of finances, Seamus, did you ever pay Knowles that 50 bucks you promised him? Uh, that's really more of a personal question. I don't, I just don't think that that, like, you can be honest with me. So the thing about, um, money is if you guys want to support the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash freedom tunes. Um, and maybe it would help. But, uh, Michael Knowles and I have, uh, a wrestling match coming up. Uh, we have, we've reached an understanding. I understand that he's going to keep emailing me and he understands I'm not going to pay him. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Dozer Man says, Tim, please play or read the last part of Eisenhower's speech. He mentions the medical and technological elite setting public policy. I'm just, you know, I'm really fed up with these Luddites resisting the technocracy. Yeah, of course. Who do they Mark think Mark Zuckerberg is amazing, brilliant. Just look into his eyes. He's so warm and loving. I know. He's taking care of you. He's obviously a caretaker. You, you, look, you I just, you guys, you just go on, can't look, be a lot. No. you just go on Facebook. You don't even have to think. It's just all there for you. You go on Twitter. They tell you on the right side of the screen what's true and what's not. You don't even got to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's true. I mean, I love that they have gotten everything right throughout the entire pandemic. And all of the things that they said were conspiracy theories that we shouldn't talk about turned out to be conspiracy theories we shouldn't talk about. No one's taking those things uh, seriously at this point. So I love that they got everything right. And it makes a lot of sense that they're doubling down right now on censoring people because they've been nothing but correct the entire time. And the people disagreeing with them uh, have not been validated once. I need my electrolyte drink. Oh it's yeah, got plants like electrolytes. Plants yeah. like it. it's got they what do. plants need. Yeah. yeah, we have this fancy uh, <laughs> eternal. You know, I'll tell you this: why I'm going full bore with this metaverse project is because I do think that the technocracy is coming, and so I want to build it first as a free software and open source software, so that we have control over it or some sense of liberty when we use it. Otherwise, think, it's going to be created yeah. privately and dangerous. What the culture war is is the Federation versus the Borg. You have varying cultures and ideas and ideologies and debates and conversations versus one unified cult ideology that is plugged into their network that believe everything that's sent to them. So they are not the Borg in the sense that they're fully plugged in, mechanized. But this phone keeps these re- these people from escaping their paranoid, delusional state, even when they're wrong and obviously wrong and insanely wrong. They still watch Rachel Maddow. They still go to their phone and say, just tell me what to think. Oh, that changed. I don't care. I'll do whatever you say. Mm-hmm. They are networked like the Borg. There's a large portion of them. So if you gave a Borg some psilocybin, they would snap out of it? Is this like give a mouse a cookie? Yeah, Give a Borg some psilocybin? Yeah. I don't know what happens. I have no idea. You know? I don't even That's know. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how you beat the Borg. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the opposite. I think they have the board drugged up, and that's what... Vanessa Stuller says, on the dating, Mm. Matt Christensen's media website has a dating app for his and Blonde's listeners. (laughs) There have been many marriages found through that link based on similar interests. People emailed me. Apparently, they were saying, like, you should make a TimCast dating app so that listeners of the show can, like, connect with each other. And I'm like, that's a little too far for me. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the metaverse will have, like, a dating function in it. Yeah. Where you can find people, cl- no, or, or you don't need a dating app. You just message someone. You don't want to be Here's Love Doctor Tim. Here's what you do, Seamus. Hmm? You go in the comments of any Timcast article, and you say, "I'm a single, 34 year old male, and I'm looking for a long walk on the beach." And then those 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 fly honeys will respond. That's true. And boom, it's true. It's actually true. Yeah. Boom. You want to get girls? Timcast.com. That's right. That's it. Become a member at Timcast.com. We should make a commercial where it's like a guy, he signs up, and then also a bunch of beautiful women come into his room, and he's like, yeah, and they're all like dancing, like Tim, beer commercials. Here's what we need to do. You need to start a dating platform on the website, and then we need to start a podcast called Love Dr. Seamus, where people call in <laughs> when they are having problems with their relationships. Like, usually you call Bro, tech support. Like, you, you let's do it. You call tech support if you have a problem with the website, but if you're having a problem with the relationship you formed on the website, you call Seamus for relationship support. Dude, you know? I, and then I will, love I will, doctor. I am not tells kidding. you what you're doing. Let's, right. I'm let's, like, you need to listen more. You need to let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so down. Oh I'm my kidding? goodness. I'm not we kidding. Will, we will let's make... do it. Love Dr. Coglin. Love, love Dr. Jimmy Mac. Dr. Mac. 
That's it. It all comes together. And then we'll, we'll have to have, like, at the beginning of every episode, <clears throat> James Coughlin is not a doctor. James Coughlin is not a doctor. <laughs> he's absolutely is, not qualified not to be giving the advice he's giving. Please don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> but do buy Bitcoin. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a sauna tonight. Oh. Yeah. I've decided. All right. Let's uh, shower let's, first, let's though. Find some shower. Always yeah. shower before. No, yeah. it stinks up the sauna if you don't shower before. Uh, well, I guess you would know. Before and after. I'll fight you naked. Says real friends can <laughs> scream at each other and have a beer afterwards. It's true. true. Or a forty, or have a beer and then scream at each other afterwards. That's usually the order is true. usually reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Madrox says, "Check out Altered Carbon on Netflix. It's a lot of what you're talking about. People have implants with their memories, and they can move to other bodies." Altered Carbon season one was amazing. Season two was like, huh? Like the first one is, it's a dystopian world, Earth. People have these things in their necks, and they can actually, you know, trans like be they, they can have their consciousness transported to other planets and other bodies and things like that. And it's about like corruption and mafias and things like that. There's a really cool scene where this dude, uh, the main character, is undergoing like virtual torture, but he's like this elite commando and can like break free, and then they're freaking out. It's awesome. And the second one is like ancient aliens and like DNA and just, I don't know, other planets. It's kind of weird, yeah. but Altered Carbon's fungus. an awesome show. Yeah, the fungus. They're like, this is where mushrooms <clears throat> came from, you guys. Oh, I mean, obviously the greatest movie of all time is the Super, Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, well, yeah they come eat, on. They'd eat the mushroom. No, no. Are you serious? And get big. Beverly Hills Chihuahuas 3, Viva La Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? I yes. Stand, I stand down. <laughs> That's not, you guys are plebes. <laughs> you, well, you can go in the sauna with Seamus and then put up the projector and then watch I would that. I never go into sauna. I'm a big fan of, uh, Psycho Cop 2, Psycho Cop Returns. Is that a film? Yeah, I gotta put that is up. Is that the a top. real film? More on the, t- yeah, it's oh, the Police is, Academy 6. This is good. Jason Diaz says, you have, to, you have to get the YouTuber CGP, CGP Gray on. He has a video on, quote, the trouble with transporters. Yeah, C- CGP Gray is awesome. He has a video from a long time ago called This Video Will Make You Angry that breaks down the culture war. And it just tells you how Tim Pool acts. He's just like examining Tim Pool. He's like, it's like his pictures of me. He's yeah, like, exactly. I hate this guy. He's so dumb. <laughs> and then you're watching and I'm like, you're like, CGP yeah. Gray, why are you mad at me? I don't even know you. <laughs> no, but it's basically like he talks about how online communities pretend that they're debating against someone, but they're really debating amongst themselves about how much they hate another yeah, and yeah. riling each other up. Mm-hmm. And you see this all the time when you go on Reddit or you if you look at like uh, – there's a political compass memes on Reddit is one of the best online communities ever. And I'm, I'm not even kidding because they actually are different political ideologies mm-hmm. having conversations. And one of them that popped up today was left and right. And it was a leftist saying capitalism is bad. And the right saying capitalism is good. And then it said they're using two completely different definitions of capitalism. The left is talking about corporatism, which the right agrees with is bad. And the right is talking about open commerce, which the left agrees with is good. Mm, so that the, is very interesting. So the right is like regular working class people should be able to work without interference from corporate crony garbage. And that's what they call capitalism. Mm-hmm. And the left says basically the same thing. But they just have decided different words, so they hate each other, I guess. Well, I think it's also because the left would argue that if you have a system of free exchange, inevitably people won't make the right decisions and power, power will be consolidated, which there is truth in. But that's and the I authoritarian think, I think, left, mm. not the libertarian left. Interesting. Yeah, you've got lib left people who are like, capitalism is evil. And I'm like, you're talking about corrupt corporation. You're talking about corruption. Mm-hmm. Like a system where people freely choose how they want to live is not a bad thing. No one, libertarian side, left or right, don't disagree. But they're just talking about, I hate corruption. Government corruption, corporate corruption, corruption is bad. Agreed. 
Yeah. All right, then. No, I think corruption's good, actually. Hold on. Let's talk about this. We must debate Hold the on. Ideas. I think this is a conversation. Just to create another. Who's our other? Who do we hate today? Exactly. Me. <laughs> no, you're Christopher. Uh, oh, actually, I have a, so Christopher Fisher says, has a question, but um, I want to actually ask a question based on his question before reading it. Do you think that cows have souls? Yeah, I, I believe all animals. I believe every living thing has a soul. What about but a there are different cow? kinds of souls. Yeah, it has a soul. A cloned cow. Yeah, cloned cow. Same soul or a different soul? Well, because we, so here's the thing. Clones occur, so we, we label it differently and it is a different process. But, um, so for example, with twins, right? If, if it is an identical twin, what happens is the, the zygote splits, right? At that early phase. I believe, like, I mean, well, the biological consensus is life begins at fertilization. So I shouldn't call it a belief. It's a fact. And as Catholics who believe there's a body soul composite, we believe ensoulment occurs at that moment. And so um, when you have uh, a zygote split and twins occur, we don't believe that like one twin has a soul and one doesn't. We believe both have a soul. So I would say if you clone, the clone still has a soul. Even though I believe cloning is morally wrong, I don't think that the clone doesn't have a soul. If, if it's being animated, it's being animated by what soul. If, what if Earth is just like a soul factory where life creates souls and then, like, when you're born, the soul, like, grows and develops. And then when you die, your soul shuffles off into the, this gigantic Cthulhu monster who just eats your soul. I, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. Shaped like a plasmoid, right? Yeah, it would be a plasmoid. And so, like, you die right? and then you're like, I'm going, I'm traveling. Wow, what's that gigantic? <laughs> oh, no! And then you... Yeah, the the Earth has a magnetic field that's like a torus of energy, and then the Sun has one that the Earth is within this big field. So then, then the galaxy has one that the Sun is within, and in every field you see one of these magnetic lines goes straight up and away from the galaxy, and we don't really know where it heads, but uh, assumedly the universal core. So I would imagine, uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, that, that, that the soul is. A, I was about to ask you. That the soul. Wow. That the soul moves from body to body. That's what happens when we make eye contact. I, know, I got lost in Jack's eyes. <laughs> you're gorgeous there for a minute, Jackie. Well then, Ooh, uh, just, Charles Balyozian says, "I watched this show nightly with my dog by my side. She popped her head up at the TV and visibly disagreed with you, Jack and Seamus. She's also a machine who hunts rabbits. I I'm what getting text. About? I'm getting texts from my fiance." Don't you talk bad about our dog. Don't you diss on Rosie. <laughs> Stop insulting Rosie. So I love you, Rosie. I so, love you. Okay, so she has a soul. You think she has a soul, but it's different than a human soul? It's a little one. I don't know. I was just asking yeah, questions. Just playing yeah. devil's advocate. I was taking on the Ian job for a second. Thanks. You know, I wasn't going to say playing dumb, but you Ian. know. Yeah, yeah. Jack of Blade says, I demand that Illinois boys play Shadowrun. It's a cyberpunk TT RPG game with magic. And if you go too hard into being a cyborg, your soul dies. Excuse me? Do you think the Illinois also boys devout take Catholics can potentially throw fireballs? Thought. Oh, well, all right. So if you had I, to pick, it's true. if you had to pick, become a cyborg or a mage, what would you pick? Neither. I would choose to go to priest. heaven instead. You divine priest. <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, they're priests in D and D, right? In D and D, for sure. I think. In, I don't know in Shadowrun if they have divine magic or not. But like, it's a caricature of a priest. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they, they, can, they like cast like magic spells. Accolade. And, Sure, yeah, people. they can, like, summon lightning and, like, heal people with their hands. I mean, it's like the full-on mythic priest. A healer. Oh, a healer. Some yeah. priests can become healers. Some can be, like, priests of of, of, of chaos and, like, call on hammers and they can't heal. They can only harm. That would be, like, like a, evil priests. Maybe a druid. 
Druids are more nature magic. They do use, I think, divine magic as well. I just but it's don't like think nature. an acolyte can use a damage spell. Only healing spells. There's some evil priests out there. Some evil, evil divine beings out there. I see. I'm totally larping on my larping here. I have no idea what I'm There's talking. There's no about. idea so what he's talking if about. If you had to pick Sorry. mage, <laughs> me either. Technologist, or would you just be like a, a brute fighter? With would you jack your head into the wall and like and hack computers? Why are these the options? It's, can uh, I? Of what I can do with can my I be life? A human. Yeah, yeah you could be human. Mean, would you be a dwarf? Or are we human? dancer? Is the question. Oh. Derek Elwell says Ian was right about mushrooms. They've proven spores survive the vacuum of space. Mushrooms were here before plants. They break down rocks and create the first soil layer on Earth. Check out Paul Stamets. Yes, Paul but Stamets. Just because spores survive, survive in space doesn't mean they came from space. Oh, no. Logic, but it's yeah, evidence that they could have. That's where it, it means that it is a. I don't know if it's it's not evidence, but. It simply points to the fact that you cannot disprove it by saying spores can't survive in space. What he said sounded smart. I would actually echo Paul, the Paul Stamets. He's like the leading global mycologist. He's the mushroom guy. Phenomenal. You think human. I have respect for the field of mycology? You're gonna love Paul. <laughs> yeah, you Sham. He's in a pod. <laughs> Mushrooms. Um, I, I love this quote. It's like, um, I want to give thanks to all the people who came before me who ate mushrooms and died so that I know which ones I can eat for my you know, salads and cheeseburgers. Totes. Every time I go to the store, I'm like, I love mushrooms. Just putting it on that sandwich or whatever. And yeah, when the someone, someone had to die so that we could know which ones we're, we're able to eat. All right. We got, we got one more very important one. Uh-oh. Hilm Posey says, get off Ian's back. He's the, he's most the reason I watch. Mm. Tim mostly just covers the articles while Ian is the man for us 2015 woke alien boys. Yes. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, Ian is the reason. Well, Ian is the backbone of society. Also, Lydia, uh, the reason why I keep coming back. Well, I mean, <laughs> Illinois boys. I mean, Seamus. Jack, it's just gotta, a little I weird gotta, that I you're gotta, not grateful for my contribution <laughs> to you coming back. I got to read these two. We'll start with Rick Ortiz says, you're an absolute Muppet, Ian. Yes. <laughs> but then Albie Dam says, OMFG, I love Ian and the tangents he goes on. At least they're talking about me. People don't understand. No, that's like, the thing, dude. The world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine how All I care about is helping people, man. No such thing as bad Could you imagine how like dark and pessimistic the show would be without Ian? I'd be like, the world's ending and they're losing. And then Ian's like, but the vibrations and the aliens are coming. And then we're like all laughing. And, you know, yeah. We're bringing yeah. it back. More for genetic healing fields. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly that. All right, everybody, we're Woo! we're gonna we're gonna make oh, this we're gonna spike. make this members only Illinois boys I'm sorry, I'm special. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's gonna be a full ten hour special podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, hold on, no sleeping. So go to timcast.com. I, I have a video to upload tomorrow. I can't just do ten more hours. Go to timcast.com, become a member. We'll have that up hopefully around eleven or so. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. You can follow me everywhere at timcast. You can follow the show at timcast IRL. Do you guys wanna? Um, Figure out who gets to shout out first. You go first. You go first, buddy. Ian, you want to go first? Yeah. Well, Lydia, you should go first because we skipped Lydia, you in the intro. I we certainly don't did. Think we need to hear from Lydia at all? Um, so you. Seamus made first. me do it. I was like, "Come on, Seamus, don't." He was like, "Jack, you do not introduce." I was like, "I'll elbow so myself to the front of the line." Jack Brunch, follow us on Jack at Jack Brunch on Twitter, JackBrunch.com. We've got uh, what's coming up. We're going to Tampa on ten ten. We've got Nashville on ten twenty four. We've got Austin the beginning of December. Then we're going out west. We're doing uh, Denver, Seattle, L A, San Francisco. Check it out. Also follow me at Jack Live or uh, join the Limited Order. Mm. I'd like to apologize to Lydia. 
Why? That was rude. We that was like, exceptionally that was really harsh. I, I'm sorry. I was just giving you a hard time. You were just being honest. You should have heard how rude scotch. she was to me before the uh-huh. show. It's the yeah. 40 year scotch. I just start being mean. Yes. <laughs> she was throwing pretzels at Seamus. It's true. Was, before yeah. the show, Tim can tell you the way I'm tormented in this it's house. Mm-hmm. I so show up. She gives me a big hug. You show up, and she just throws, throws she just throws stuff at me. Seamus was playing Galaga the other day, and we were all just laughing and high fiving and making fun of him. I was crushed. I beat Tim's high score, and he refused to acknowledge it. Well, so what happened was, and I'll tell you the true story. So I had like a the high score like the default was like twenty k and so my Galaga score was like twenty seven thousand and then Seamus came in and he couldn't beat it and then we were all laughing like look at me so dumb he can't even do the captured fire that's, true. that's we're why I lashed out at Lydia so all day today Seamus is just playing the game <laughs> nonstop not for that's hours not true that's literally not true it's true <laughs> I, I was skating true. in the park and I come upstairs and I see him he's just like playing the game first of and all then I was finally all day. at like six p.m. he's like <laughs> he writes the score. <laughs> And I was like, well, I ended, I, I, so I ended up getting 40. So, so Seamus beat me when I had 27, mm-hmm. got like 31, and then I got 47, 5. And now 47, I've got 000. 63. So that's pretty embarrassing for you, too. And he was playing all too. day. I, I was like, not. Yeesh. I was literally, my my workers can attest <laughs> to the fact that I was working with them through today. And you know what? I played that. I, I think maybe I played like three times today and still beat your high score. You're good. Still be your high score. Hey, do I'm you, good at Galaga. Do you get the double you, ship you know, or do you just bypass the double ship? Because so I hear the thing about the double ship. Don't use mm, them. I don't use the double ship. Yeah, I hear you have more surface area to get blown up. Exactly. And my, I've seen experts, they just go single ship the whole way. The also, the that one ship. only gives you one extra life. I play in the arcade, there's two extra lives. Two. So I did the, I did the, the Seamus, that counts as your promo. Lydia, what's your, <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it for being rude to Lydia when she's literally been nothing but kind. You're fine. How about Ian? How about we go in order? Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, let's do that. I'm Ian Crossland. I'm from o- Akron, Ohio. I'm 42. <laughs> and I love technology. Yeah, Thank you guys. True. It all checks out. I can fact check all of that. So I've been sitting here in the corner laughing at and these he guys. Wears pants. Like I always do with the Illinois boys. They crack me up. You guys are more than welcome to follow me at Sour Petulets on Twitter. Hey guys, um, I just wanna, just wanna apologize a third time here <laughs> for being mean to my friend. Um, my name is Seamus Coglin. I have a channel called Freedom Tunes. We make cartoons about politics and whatnot. Uh, we upload once a week, sometimes twice a week. We uploaded a, I think a pretty funny video yesterday. I think one of the funniest videos ever made, as a matter of fact. Uh, if you guys wanna check that out. Um, and we're gonna be uploading one tomorrow. So, cool. yeah, go check us out. Freedom Tunes. Go to patreon.com slash freedom tunes if you wanna help us make more. I love all of you. Sweet. You Everybody, we'll see you over at timcast.com for that special Illinois Boys bonus segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.